0: Set my marijuana cigarette down here and kick off the podcast. Thanks everybody for checking it out. This is BK here on 420, of course. Go ahead and follow me on Twitter at BK Actual Podcast. Follow me on Instagram at BK Actual as we get started a little bit earlier than usual. 11.25 a.m. here on the West Coast coming at you from San Diego. It's going to be another epic day out. I heard other parts of the country are not going to be as pleasant, so you have my pity. So, uh, before we get to the news, quickly, I promised a debrief on the events of last Saturday, and as I said, uh, just quickly to get you up to speed, a friend of mine trains up young people who are interested in future careers in special operations, and that is Jason at SOCOM Athlete. He's a former Division I football player, U of A Wildcat. And a former pararescueman. And, uh, you know, he kind of mentors these kids. And whenever he comes out, he does events out here in San Diego. I hop on there as a guest instructor and PT proctor. So, uh, kind of quickly, how the day went the other guest instructors included uh, my man, Big Mike, a former combat controller and Olympic athlete. And yes, I am going to get him on the podcast one of these days to talk about that. And we also had Cameron Tor out there from uh, Tour Knives. Uh, Cameron's a former Army Ranger. He was also... Uh, Cameron was on the podcast back in the day. You guys probably remember. And uh, just sequence of events quickly. So we met up in Encinitas here at the pool center. And we went ahead and conducted our 500-meter swim, push-ups, pull-ups, sit-ups, calisthenics. And believe me, they were all graded very vigorously. As usual, everybody did really well. Um, no, I haven't had one person show up who whose performance was not excellent. I mean, just to give you some ballpark numbers of what the top guys are getting, we're talking like 20 pull-ups, 80-plus push-ups, 80-plus sit-ups, 500-meter swim, sub-nine minutes, and uh, certainly the mile-and-a-half run at the beach later, also sub-nine minutes. So these are excellent scores across the board in case you want to judge yourself. Uh, There were a few lessons learned. One thing, we kind of did it in the middle of the day. Now, you can imagine, this is a beautiful beach in Encinitas in the middle of the day. There's going to be a lot of people looking, okay? Because we had like the training aids out there, the logs. You guys probably saw some of the pictures. And we are just, after the PT test, we went into the Hell Day event. We had the bullhorns, you know, we had the logs, we got the yelling. We're trying to make it as extremely realistic as possible between the four of us. And uh, it was funny because so so the lesson learned was maybe start later in the day because the beach was friggin packed. And for the most part, everybody there was like supportive. It was really cool seeing people like, yeah, you know, kick ass guys. They kind of put together what we were doing. Right. There was one fucking guy, though. So I see this old man and he's like taking pictures and I'm not surprised. It's we're on a beautiful beach. It's a beautiful day. And these kids are out there friggin doing PT in the surf with the logs. And uh, he asked me, because I'm standing by him, he's like, oh, what is this? And I'm like, oh, you know, it's a little event, blah, 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 blah. And he says, oh, these kids sign waivers? And like right there, my antenna goes up, right? And I'm like, uh, yeah. And he's like, well, you know, I'm just thinking. I'm an attorney, and, uh, you know, with the language and the bullhorns, And I'm like, you know, why don't you fucking mind your business? And I w- <laughs> and I walked off. Now, Now, Jason, you know, it's his, like, baby, so he's much more diplomatic than me. He came over and kind of made nice with the guy. But you know what I'm saying? This is a fucking guy who's so far removed. This is one of these fucking white liberals, old guy, who has no clue what we're doing and what it takes. You know, he's offended at the language. I'm like, what do you think? We're fucking sending these kids to finishing school? We're sending them to some of the most elite selection courses in the world's military. You fucking get that, guy? Um, so so that happened and then we took them on a long march like with the logs for they had to carry and uh and at the trailhead waiting for us was the san diego sheriff's department <laughs> because we also had in addition to the logs the blue weighted guns you know the rifles you guys know when you do your cqb training and uh Some old lady saw us marching in the woods with these rifles and freaked out and called the cops. And they were, San Diego Sheriff was awesome. He was like, dude, you guys are awesome, good to go. Just let us know next time. And that was kind of another lesson learned. Uh, But other than that, everybody was really cool and supportive, and it was awesome. And just um, on a side note, and I said it this at the end when I was doing the debrief to the students, uh, I did have an opportunity to kind of train and observe my first female candidate And to preface this, you guys know nobody's been more vocal about me in saying that I don't think females belong in special operations in the military for a variety of reasons. Uh, and, and I still believe that. Uh, we did have a young lady and I told and this isn't anything I, I told her this same speech. However, I will say that I'm gonna kind of temper my beliefs a little bit to pull back a little bit on saying, that some of these females can't handle it because this young lady uh, put out hard. I watched every single one of her calisthenics like a hawk, as did the other guys. Uh, spot on form, uh, kicked ass, did like 80 plus push-ups. did like 14 or 15 pull-ups. I can't remember. Uh, just was spot on throughout the day. The form was perfect. And then throughout the day, she impressed me more with her just kind of quiet determination. Didn't make a lot of noise. Uh, calm air of calm about her and I told her um, I thought she was fucking outstanding again if it was up to me I still wouldn't have it but that ship has sailed and it's not up to me so I didn't treat her any different than I did anybody else and I was uh, very impressed with her and hopefully she will go on and have some success so that's your debrief of your hell day and as always is uh, fun for me you know it's a chance for me to kind of give back to the community help out you know and you know that's why the kids are on bk's side you guys fucking get this you think they're watching cnn no they're not all right <laughs> so that's uh, enough said on that let us get into the news now and of course finally i am going to talk about the Mueller report because this fucking thing as you guys know i've kind of like I, I've, I've talked about it when major stuff has come up but I, the, the twists and turns for two years, it was too much. And I'm like, okay, let it play out. You guys know from the beginning, what did I say? Let it play out. Let it play out. Well, if you thought he was going to deliver the, port, the report, which clearly says there was no collusion with the Russians, which was the underlying premise, reason, for the entire thing, if you thought the liberals were going to take that and be like, oh, okay, good, that's settled, you're, of course, wrong. They're moving on into other stuff, including, like, saying, oh, well, obstruction, and I'm like, Okay, obviously, what it, Trump was angry at this investigation, which he felt was fraudulent, and it turned out it was, so he did a bunch of stupid shit, bumbling about, because he doesn't know the laws, and probably tried to impede it, as you would if you were mad and upset about the investigation. He did not impede it. Robert Mueller made that clear as well. He was able to do his investigation, and it's over. So? So? <laughs> Okay, so 30 million bucks. So quickly, let me just go through this New York Times article. Robert Mueller, the special counsel, did reveal the scope of a historic Russian campaign to sabotage the 2016 presidential election in that much-anticipated report. It was made public. They did put out a searchable version, uh, eventually, PDF file. And he did also detail that frantic months-long effort by Trump to thwart a federal investigation that imperiled his presidency from the start. So Mueller kind of laid out how his team of prosecutors weighed Trump's action to add up to a criminal obstruction of justice offense. They ultimately chose not to charge Mr. Trump, citing numerous legal and factual constraints, such as... Uh, I believe, I don't have this part in front of me, but, you know, a sitting president supposedly can be indicted, so there's that. And uh, they did catalog numerous meetings between Trump's advisors and Russians, seeking to influence the campaign and the tre- presidential transition team, and that was kind of aided by Trump's... You know, they never expected to win, you guys, and then he surrounded himself with all these buffoons, which I've told you for a long time, all these bumbling New York City sleazy greaseballs, and... As I told you also a year ago, imagine, you guys, imagine if a fucking the weight of the U.S. government was assigned for two years to investigate every aspect of your life. You don't think they're going to find shady shit? Of course they are. And you're like just Joe Schmo sitting at home. Imagine if you're a global real estate magnate who's been in the public eye for many decades. You think you're going to fucking do construction in New York City and build skyscrapers in the 70s, 80s, and 90s? You don't think you're going to commit all kinds of crimes? (laughs) You are. You're going to be dealing with a mob. You're going to be dealing with union bosses. You're going to be dealing with uh, government officials and bribes. All kinds of shit. And then magnify that by a thousand when it comes to the international level. I'm sure he did all kinds of shady shit. And that's probably been his whole life. I mean, think if any other president had to undergo this, they would find all kinds of embarrassing shit about them too. Even stupid Obama, who was like a boring fuck community organizer. But like, what? You don't think if they investigated uh, George Herbert Walker Bush, former head of the CIA, you don't think if they investigated him for two years and uncovered every freaking thing he ever did as head of the CIA, you wouldn't find shady shit? Come on. It's impossible. So now the big thing is the president trying to undermine the report, Right as you probably would if you didn't know shit about government or the law, and somebody's accusing you of something that you say you didn't do. Uh, so, there is, there was speculation aroused in some circles that Trump and his immediate family might be in legal peril from Mueller's investigation. That has now been put to rest. But, the report did offer evidence of a climate of deceit, of course, and a base impulse for self-preservation. That impulse prompted some presidential advisors to try to block Trump's demands that they take steps to protect him from federal investigators, some feared getting wrapped up in the widening inquiry. Now, the special counsel did find that Trump had the authority to make many of his most controversial decisions, including the firing of James Comey as the FBI director by virtue of the powers of the Constitution grants him. Yeah, what did I fucking say when that happened? you you can fire who you you work for him but remember that remember the media freaking howling you guys? I'm like he can fire the head of the FBI if he wants to It's his prerogative. It's a political risk sure but it's def- it's not a legal problem much like the term collusion is also a non-legal term that would be a political crime you know if, if I'm saying it's not against the law to collude big air quotes here, with the Russians. It's not. It's not a crime. It would be bad politically. It would look very bad. But, turns out he didn't do it. Uh, Now, this was presented in a uh, letter by current Attorney General William Barr, who's also been blasted by the media as, as, like, protecting the president. Um, He said, Barr, quote... There is substantial evidence to show that the president was frustrated and angered by a sincere belief that the investigation was undermining his presidency, propelled by his political opponents and fueled by illegal leaks, end quote. And guys, let's, gotta keep your eye on the ball here. I said it a couple times, I'll say it again, the night of the election, do you remember Hillary's aides wrote that book, Shattered, about election night, and they said, they came right out and said, from fucking minute one we're gonna push he won because of russia collusion and they sent that out to all their media friends and that became the talking point november 9th 2016 the night of that was the talking point moving forward he won because of the russians trump is a russian stooge he is a kremlin asset that was the message and it has been <laughs> so i don't i'm getting tired of hearing about it now and now fucking thank god there's no appeal for this. It's over, okay? So you can whine and cry about it all you want, and I actually hope they do because I told you guys before. I think most Americans, you have to you have to understand most people are not on Twitter. Most people do not keep up with the day-to-day freaking details of Michael Cohen in a Prague hotel or whatever. They don't, okay? What they do know is that oh, well, this guy Robert Mueller's got a good rep. He's investigating what happened and After two years, $30 million, he's saying this didn't happen. Okay. And normal people now, if the left keeps trying to hammer this, it's going to be a big fucking turnoff. I can tell you guys, right? I'm already seeing it. They're going to be like, you know what? The investigation played out. It is where it is. And now it looks like you're just trying to bring the guy down through any means necessary, which is what they're doing. Just admit it. And... It's funny, the New York Times has this quote in here, and this quote was going around big time, because in the report, immediately after learning that a special counsel had been appointed to lead that Russia investigation, according to the report, Trump became distraught and slumped in his chair, and he said, quote, Oh my God, this is terrible. This is the end of my presidency. I'm fucked. Okay? Now, the context which CNN and many others and the New York Times in this article left out made it clear what he said was, because what he continued to say, he's sitting uh, sitting there with the Attorney General, and he said, after I'm fucked, he said, quote, he continued to say, Everyone tells me if you get one of these independent councils, it ruins your presidency. It takes years and years I won't be able to do anything. This is the worst thing that ever happened to me end quote So it wasn't like I'm fucked because oh no, they have me on video in the trench coat in fucking red square accepting my bag of rubles from the Kremlin asset It wasn't that but that's kind of what the media like wanted you to believe Anyway, but you know, go read the whole thing. It's uh it is pretty interesting, you know. It, it's just too much details for me, and it's uh and the and the very basis of the investigation was fraudulent anyway. And indeed, top Democratic lawmakers are already seizing on the report's findings and suggesting that they want to impeach, including candidate Elizabeth Warren, among others. Uh so the true believers are going to. Uh, keep believing, and Mueller himself achieved a cult status among some of these Americans. You guys all saw the Saturday Night Live stuff, singing odes to Mueller. You know, but he hasn't he hasn't spoken up, and it was kind of stupid too. Remember when Barr wrote that letter, and everybody's like, "Oh, well, he's distorting Mueller's findings." I'm like, "What? You, you think Mueller's just going to sit there, like chained to a basement somewhere, and let this guy go on TV who he's friendly with, his colleague?" and just lie and misrepresent his entire report that was the speculation a couple weeks ago that was all nonsense too now for their part the russians of course tried to connect with the trump campaign uh they had vladimir putin's buddies kind of hitting him up from day one you know this was they had a broad kind of effort by the kremlin to establish ties to trump that began early in the campaign and shifted in the high gear after trump's victory and those efforts were channeled largely through people in the business world in both countries well, why wouldn't they do that now what the problem was is that this was kind of like diplomacy mixed in with financial interests And this was like a real departure from previous history. I think that's why a lot of people were like, what is going on? Uh, Because normally these kind of international contacts are carefully calibrated and managed by an incoming administration. But then again, he surrounded himself with buffoons from day one, which has been one of my primary complaints about him. They were not prepared for victory and they had a disorganized transition team. This created a vacuum that as Russia sought out avenues of access and influence, was quickly filled by a number of people from outside established foreign policy circles, many of whom appeared eager to portray themselves as access brokers or to generate business opportunities. Now, importantly, once again, from the paper, the special counsel Robert S. Mueller III did not find a criminal conspiracy by Mr. Trump or his campaign to influence the outcome of of the election, end quote, and that's the fucking whole ball game, you guys. <laughs> Everything else, nothing else matters. Ah, oh, too funny. So, do I? I have a couple other. Do I really want Do I really want to get into this? Oh yeah, I did see stupid Mitt Romney. You know, stu- you see stupid Mitt Romney. You know, I voted for him in 2012. I love how stupid Mitt Romney can't be bothered to ever mount a uh, vigorous. Uh, you know, politically savvy attack on, you know, left-wing political opponents. He never does that because he's so statesman-like. Oh, no. But here Mitt Romney lashed out immediately on Twitter to the applause of all of the woke journalists who applauded him for being such a statesman after they crushed him mercilessly when he ran against Obama. See, that on, these guys like Mitt Romney, all they care about is approval f- for... I don't fucking know why, you guys. I know. I'm Sorry, I'm cursing too much. They crave approval from media outlets and left-wing punditry like it's oxygen. I don't know why Mitt Romney, a guy like him, feels the need to have his fucking balls stroked by Jake Tapper on CNN or Wolf Blitzer on CNN. I don't know why they need that. And because I hold those people in nothing but contempt. But for a sizable amount, a number of Republicans in politics, that's what they live for. Because Romney did post a statement declaring that he was thickened by the report's findings. He wrote, quote, Even so, I am sickened at the extent and pervasiveness of dishonesty and misdirection by individuals in the highest office of the land, including the president. I am also appalled that, among other things, fellow citizens working in a campaign for president welcomed help from Russia, including information that had been illegally obtained, that none of them acted to inform American law enforcement and that the campaign chairman was actively promoting Russian interests in Ukraine. Okay, end quote. Okay, well, let's hold... Okay, is anybody going to freaking ask Obama about this? Because remember, the investigation started into Russia meddling with our social media and all... This started like in 2014 or something They were looking at all this. Who was president then again? Is any journalist going to ask him, what did you know and when did you know it, Obama? Or are they just going to continue to suck him off all for the rest of our lives here? I think I know the answer to that one. All right, a few sound bites. Uh, let's, go to, uh, let's go to CNN and let's listen to Jake Tapper talk about the Mueller report. Here we go.
1: Uh, the Mueller report, two years and countless hours, has concluded that there was no criminal conspiracy between members of the Trump team. And the Russian and the Russian government which ultimately does clear them on the most important part of this, uh, and is good news. It's great news for the country that are, the president of the United States and the people around him were not actually colluding uh, with uh, an adversary. But for anyone to read these two volumes and say this is a clean bill of yeah. health is, or that that this exo- that the president is completely exonerated uh, and that you know exonerated on obstruction of justice, no obstruction that's Uh, not that you can't say
0: okay thank you very much did you guys see cnn by the way they had like 12 people on a panel it was it was absurd uh and here was uh william barr at that press conference it was pretty funny uh he did shut down one of the reporters who suggested he was protecting the president
2: here, a Republican appointed judge on Tuesday said you have, quote, created an environment that has caused a significant part of the American public to be concerned about these redactions. You've cleared the president on obstruction. The president is fundraising off of your comments about spying. And here you have remarks that are quite generous to the president, including acknowledging his feelings and his emotions. So what do you say to people on both sides of the aisle who are concerned that you are trying to protect the president?
1: Well, Actually, the statements about his his
0: his uh, sincere beliefs are, for, are, are recognized in the report that there was substantial evidence for that. So I'm not sure what your basis is for saying that I am being generous to the president.
2: You face an unprecedented situation. It just seems like there's a it lot is. of effort to say, to, to go out of your way to acknowledge
0: how this well, is. Well, is there is there another precedent for it? No, but it's a Okay, so bit. unprecedented is an accurate description, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> oh, God, that was good. Yeah, he was just saying, he's like, well, the report said he had sincere beliefs and that's the message i'm conveying you dummy and of course uh trump himself waited and here I'm
2: we go i'm having a good day too it was called no collusion no obstruction I'm
1: there never was by the way and there never will be and we do have to get to the bottom of these things i will say and uh Uh, this should never happen i say this in front of my friends wounded warriors and i just call them warriors because we just shook hands and they look great they look so good so beautiful but i say it in front of my friends this should never happen
2: to another president again
0: okay so he's gonna take a little victory lap you guys and can you blame the dude honestly can you blame him uh, okay, and then uh, just amusingly enough, before we freaking move on and put this to bed, uh, apparently now the, the big feud is between April Ryan. She's the White House correspondent for, I don't know, freaking Radio Network or something. Uh, she's quite woke, and she is feuding now with Governor, former Governor Mike Huckabee. He's, he's a dope, let's face it. Uh, but she was unhappy because Sarah Sanders did admit that, uh, I don't have this part in front of me, it's something like, Sarah Sanders at one point claimed that a bunch of FBI guys were pissed off about James Comey and the firing of that and the whole situation with Trump attacking law enforcement. And Sarah Sanders claimed that a bunch of FBI guys had the president's back. According to the report, later on, she admitted that that was not the case. So April Ryan was very upset about this. So uh, let's hear how this goes. There's a lot
2: of things that are said that are not true from the press secretary's podium, podium. But in the Mueller report... This is the host uh, She is. admitted, Mueller says she admitted she lied from that podium to the American people. Here's what she said in May 2017 oh, after Jim Comey was fired uh, as FBI director. <sighs> the rank and file of the FBI had lost confidence in their director.
0: So what's your response to these rank and file FBI agents who, who disagree with your contention that they lost faith in, in director Comey?
2: Look, we've heard from uh, countless members of the FBI that say very different things. Sanders told the special counsel April that uh, that countless members of the FBI was a slip of the tongue and uh, then she said her statement in a separate press interview you know where she said rank-and-file FBI agents lost confidence in Comey she said oh that was just a comment made in the heat of the moment and it was not founded on anything okay Here,
0: here's April so Ryan does she have credibility
2: now? left not only does she not have credibility she lied She out and out lied, and the people, the American people, can't trust her. They can't trust what's said from the president's mouthpiece, spokesperson from the people's house. Therefore, she should be let go. She should be fired. End of story. That won't happen, though, right? You never know. The president doesn't want to take the fall, so he may make her take the fall. Hmm. And Aaron, let me go to something else. Let me go to something else. Sarah plays a dangerous game in that room, and so has Sean. The game is dangerous because she is lying to the American public. Everything comes to the White House, from war to peace and everything in between. And if you can't trust her talking about that, what can you trust her about? Then on top of that, she says the press is fake, when she's faking reports from the People's House. She's calling us fake, We've had colleagues who've who've had to move from their houses because of threats. I have to have security because of being called fake and a loser and all sorts of things from that White House. It's time for her to go.
0: All right. So, well, whatever you think, that's uh, that's the way it is. So I doubt she'll be going anywhere. She's got Trump-like the loyalty thing over over everything else. Okay, so that's your Mueller update, you guys. The gnashing of the teeth is going to continue for the rest of his presidency, obviously. And again, he is going to beat this. It does, And it doesn't matter what they say happened because Trump's got the big bully pulpit, right? He's the one with the big microphone. He's the one with the fucking big dick at the, my, at the podium. I guarantee you he's going to beat them over the head with this day in and day out and he's going to scream no collusion no obstruction from now until the end of time. So congratulations. And when he if he wins in 2020, oh god. <laughs> I told you guys before. If if he some if he pulls out a victory in 2020, I'm going to be on the internet laughing and laughing and laughing on Twitter i don't know i might i might go for days a week i don't know that could be an all-timer all right so let's let's freaking move on all right some world news here let's go around the globe a little bit sad story in cape town a church building in eastern south africa partially collapsed at the start of the weekend this was just yesterday it killed at least 13 people and injured 16 during heavy rainfall And uh, this was at the Pentecostal Holiness Church in Delangubo, a small village in KwaZulu-Natal province. Ah, it's a bummer. There was an electrical storm in the area, and it probably contributed uh, to what happened. Twelve of those killed in South Africa were women, and the 13th was a boy. Some of the victims had traveled 60 miles to attend services at the church and were staying overnight uh, it's very sad um yeah it's probably you know it's one of these rural situations you know i'm sure that's out in the middle of nowhere uh what else i've been talking a little bit about the libyan situation i believe i kind of hit on that a little bit last week and how it's gradually just descending into chaos well it appears we've chosen sides <laughs> uh, trump on friday abruptly reser- uh, reversed american policy towards libya And he did issue a statement publicly endorsing that aspiring strongman in his battle to depose the United Nations-backed government. Now, that strongman, as I mentioned last week, is named Khalifa Hifter. And he launched a surprise attack on the Libyan capital, Tripoli, more than two weeks ago. And so far, relief agencies claim that more than 200 people have been killed in this battle. And that in recent days, Hifter's forces have started shelling civilian neighborhoods now they gave the usual caveats. secretary of state mike pompeo said the administration has made clear they oppose the military offensive and urged the immediate halt to these military operations but it's it's, that's the thing you guys they're all bad i don't know what you want you know what i'm saying we back all these horses and they sound bad on paper they're all bad (laughs) okay so even the guy we back is bad I don't know how much, if, you, if you've if you been like, unless you've been in like a coma for like the last like 30 years and seen of all our Middle East uh, bumbling, you know, these strong autocratic leaders, that's how they run the show over there. And whoever we pick to be our buddy is going to be bad. That Hifter guy is 75 years old. He's uh, gone ahead and helpfully given himself the title of Field Marshal. And he says his fight for power in Libya is a battle against terrorism. So, uh, this kind of came as a surprise because Hifter's forces appear to be kind of losing ground. And he thought he was going to have a quick victory. So, this also could increase the likelihood, say some analysts, that Uh, regional sponsors like egypt or the united arab emirates might intervene on hifter's behalf as each of them has in the past in libya so in the meantime this battle for tripoli has now diverted the attention of most of the libyan militias that have been engaged in combating the fighters of the islamic state see they're all they're all just fighting each other okay well you know what they'll sort it out eventually and speaking of Egypt, you know, uh, we have an election going on there as well. This is kind of election season. You guys, I know I try to cover the big elections. And yes, Saturday today was the first of three days of voting in an Egyptian referendum on a series of constitutional amendments that, if passed as ex- is expected, will effectively extend current President Abdel Fattah el-Sisi's hold on power Eight years beyond his current term, until 2030. And these referendum will also expand Sisi's authority, along with the militaries, at the expense of the judiciary and the legislature, placing top judicial officials under his control. And these changes are notable because they come eight years after those Arab Spring protests, you older people remember those, toppled the country's longtime autocrat, that was Hosni Mubarak, and now they're saying, well, we're just going to get the same guy. And those protests in 2011, if you're too young to remember, the, those Arab Spring protests, that kind of ushered in this like period of op- optimism among more liberal Egyptians who hoped for democratic change. But the first president, the first freely elected president after Mubarak stepped down was Mohamed Morsi, and he was overthrown by the military only two years later. <laughs> and since then... President LCC has brutally squelched dissent. Good phrase, New York Times. Jailed thousands of opponents and further empowered the security services and the military. Yes, of course. Guys, the, the natural order of things, you guys know this, right? The natural order of things is always towards more totalitarianism. And it's happening in the United States. Because, you know, people, leaders don't like when people have, like, you know, freedom of speech, freedom of protest. They don't like any of that, Okay they don't want you they don't want any troublemakers why do you think China has that social credit system I've talked a bunch of times about they want to keep an eye on you they don't want any of this so it's always a creep towards less liberty that's the natural progression of things it's never a creep towards more liberty hardly ever and if it is it's like a it's like a temporary blip speaking of more elections and I've covered this one before too Guys, the Ukrainian election is about to come off and remember this is the one with the comedian the actor who's now running for president in real life and it looks like he's going to win. That is uh Volodymyr Zelensky. And that's he's 41, right? He's the 41-year-old comedian and political novice whose runaway popularity has stunned Ukraine's establishment. And uh, uh, just on for some details about him, you know, he was a former university student. He is a non-practicing Jewish man. He calls his campus party "Clean Ukraine." All right, and now uh, they're they think the guy's gonna like pull off the entire <laughs> election, so they're gonna have a showbiz guy in the Ukraine as well. Uh, Ukraine seems to have shed its long history of deep anti-Semitism because the fact that he is a uh, Jewish by heritage does not seem to be much of an issue in Ukraine, which has had a history of that sort of thing. Opinion polls released this last week have given Zelensky a commanding lead. And remember, I told you guys that they were going to have that debate in that stadium. They debated in a sports stadium before more than 20,000 people. And Zelensky hammered away at the incumbent for tolerating and benefiting from corruption. He said, quote, How did it happen that Ukraine is the poorest state with the richest president in history? How are you sleeping at night? I am a simple person who has come to break this system. End quote. And for his part, the incumbent uh what's this guy's name poroshenko uh sorry guys i have to scroll oh there it is yeah it's petro poroshenko you guys the memory i didn't even have that in front of me how you freaking no do you think anybody else has the mental capacity to remember the incumbent president of ukraine off the top of his head you think you're gonna get any election coverage from ukraine or freaking egypt anywhere else come on all right guys i'm fired up today i know i had too much coffee So Poroshenko is basically, his defense is that, you know what, this comedian is too inexperienced to stand up to Russian President Vladimir Putin, who, recall, seized Crimea from Ukraine in 2014, and they're still kind of uh, having this uh, war going on in that eastern part of the country. So, let's see. Sounds like the madman's going to pull it off. So, it should be interesting times in Ukraine. Uh, let us turn to some of the religion of peace. And I I don't know if this has anything to do with religion. I'm just guessing. But is in uh, Islamabad, Pakistan, gunmen killed 14 commuter bus passengers in southwestern Pakistan yesterday, Thursday apparently singling out people who worked for the armed services in an attack claimed by separatists in the Baluchistan province. These, this took place on a coastal highway, right? So armed men dressed as paramilitary forces stopped six buses late Wednesday night. They checked the passengers' ID papers and separated 16 of them from the group and then they let the rest of them go. Well, the local police found the victims' bodies later, and they had been shot at close range. Somehow, two of those pulled from the buses did manage to escape. Oh, lucky. So this group uh, that calls themselves uh, Raji Ajay Sangar claimed responsibility for the killings and said that all of the dead were part of the security forces. Uh, they said in a statement, quote, Those who were targeted carried cards of the Pakistan Navy and Coast Guards, and they were only killed after they were identified, end quote. They're not confirming nor denying that. Uh, so they have a lot of like militants and separatist attacks going on around here. This province that it happened, it's very rich in mineral resources and natural gas, and uh, they do have Taliban there. And all kinds of uh, tribes that want to have their own country. So, you see why you need a friggin' authoritarian guy in these countries? (laughs) You think think they're going to vote? No, 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 they're going to vote, alright. They're going to vote with, like, guns. Now, again, uh, let us turn to more international news. And if you didn't know, Mali, the African country, has been... Undergoing all kinds of ethnic violence. I did, I believe I touched on it maybe like a week or two ago. Well, you know, they think as many as like 600 people have died in the last couple weeks. And indeed, the this has led to the fall of the government. The office of President Ibrahim Boubacar Kaita said that he had accepted the resignations of Prime Minister Somilu Maiga and his entire cabinet. Mr. Maiga was appointed in December 2017 and reappointed last September, but he became a lightning rod for deep anger expressed by influential Muslim clerics and at mass protests over massacres in a region called the Mopti region, which is a mixed ethnic area in the center of the country. So they expressed no confidence, these Muslim uh, clerics and others, and lawmakers too so the uh they all stepped down so they said a new prime minister would be named soon but basically the entire country is government other than the president who sounds like he's more of a figurehead i don't know (laughs) okay this one i'm gonna i'm gonna plead ignorance i don't know how much power the president of mali has versus the prime minister but yeah they say that 600 the united nations is saying that about 600 lives have been lost since march 2018 and forced thousands from their homes Public discontent escalated. Oh, I think I did cover this one. I did definitely did. Remember, you guys, a couple weeks ago? Public discontent escalated after 160 people were killed on March 23rd in that village uh, along the border of Burkina Faso. Yeah, and they blamed the members of that Dogon ethnic group. And they did put out some pictures. They were pretty bad. It just showed villages and, like, just corpses everywhere. So... The Dogon, for their part, claimed they formed a militia to protect themselves against the jihadists. So, all right. Now, meanwhile, sticking with Africa, the Islamic State has claimed its first attack in the Democratic Republic of Congo. And they are now planting their flag in that region, which already is a shitstorm of violence and an outbreak of the Ebola virus, covered again here quite heavily Eight soldiers were killed in this attack, which took place on Tuesday, according to Congolese officials. They initially said that the assailants appeared to belong to the Allied Democratic Forces. That is a rebel group with origins in neighboring Uganda. But on Thursday, Islamic State propagandists said, no, that's us. And they described Congo as the Central Africa province of the Caliphate. This is the first time that the Islamic State has asserted responsibility for an attack in Congo. And as you guys know, because you're smart and listen to this podcast and not the useless fucking news media, Congo's been a basket case of many of armed groups struggling nonstop for years and years. Now, this attack was near that border of Uganda, and that's the area that has already have all the issues with the outbreak of Ebola. And health workers of course have struggled to contain that. Including violent attacks on treatment centers. I'll get into more in the Ebola in a little bit. They did have a doctor who worked for the World Health Organization killed on Friday. <laughs> God, these guys. Ugh. <laughs> they, they, they don't, they're, now they're killing the doctor. So like if you're a doctor or a nurse, you're gonna you're are you gonna go to Congo and try to reason with them? Because as I described to you, these are like, you know, primitive tribesmen And they believe that, you know, they see the tents come in, right? By the NGOs, the non-governmental organizations, the, all the aid workers And all they know is that their family members went into the tent alive And they came out dead, okay? So now they associate with increasingly host, increasing hostility These doctors and their help with death So they're starting to turn on the doctors And you know what? if I, i'm like okay well you know what nature will take its course one way or the other you don't want help fine uh meanwhile let's switch away from africa and this is kind of funny let's talk about north korea for a minute and north korea has insulted president trump's national security advisor john bolton which is funny uh they referred to him as dim sighted You know, because he he wears glasses, right? He can't see. He's dim-sighted. That's funny. Because John Bolton said the North would have to show more evidence that it was ready to give up nuclear weapons before Mr. Trump would hold another meeting with its leader, Kim Jong-un. Now, North Korea has grown increasingly strident since that second summit meeting between Kim and Trump held in Hanoi, Vietnam. Again, covered here. You guys remember that one is the one that ended abruptly without a deal. We walked away, and that meeting was considered an embarrassment for Kim, who had to return home empty-handed. And he was trying to get relief from sanctions. And we said, "Well, we'll give you relief from sanctions, Kim Boobie, but you got to give us something." And he didn't want to. All right, well then walk away. And I remember thinking, like all the because all the liberals on and, uh, all the woke journalists were like, "Ha, stupid Trump," and I'm like, "What?" Again, you take the meeting. Why wouldn't you take the meeting? See, this is why our journalists are so useless. They're like little kids. They're like All they're concerned with is like a gotcha and who wins and loses. Again, big air quotes here. Take the meeting. You always take the meeting. You can always say no. You can always walk away. And that's what we did, rightfully so. If you're not going to give up anything, well, then F you. This isn't an equal partnership, guy. We got the big stick, not you. You're the one with millions and millions of starving citizens, not us. Uh, So yeah, so Bolton said that a third summit meeting would be possible only after a real indication from them that they've made the strategic decision to give up their nuclear weapons. Uh, So this was (laughs) somebody named Vice Foreign Minister Choi Sun-hui called Mr. Bolton's remark Nonsense. And he said, quote, He looks dim-sighted to me. I warn you that it would do yourself no good if you continue to throw away such remarks, devoid of discretion and reason. End quote. Now, supposedly in Hanoi, Kim did offer a partial end to the North's nuclear weapons program. Like he said, he would dismantle the Yongbyon complex where they produce fuel for bombs but not the weapons themselves in exchange for the end of washington's harshest sanctions which include a ban on coal and other key north korean exports but trump wanted a large deal and he said it's not good enough okay well good sit there in your hole kim i told you guys north korea is done as we know it it's only a matter of time you know if not for if if kim doesn't want to be the fucking great man who finally pulls them out of this you know, seventy-year time warp that they've been in. If he doesn't want to do it, then the next guy will. Somebody's going to. It's untenable in the global communication society in which we live in now. It is. Okay. Uh, why don't we? <laughs> Let's. Uh, oh, you know what? I since I have the okay, I do. I have the Ebola story right here, the latest one. Uh, about that doctor. So why don't I just mention this really quick? This was Doctor Richard Kibong. He's an epidemiologist, and he had gone there specifically to help rein in that Ebola outbreak. And this, this was an attack on a hospital in the eastern city of Butembo. Okay, Now, two other people were also injured but believed to be in stable condition. And this, as I said, the attack is the latest in a string of assaults on teams grappling with a near nine-month-old Ebola outbreak. That has claimed almost 850 lives, so it's uh, it's not nothing. Uh, The victim, uh, the doctor, was a uh, national. He was a Cameroonian gentleman, Uh, so very sad. You know, you guys, I know, dude, you want to help? I get it, dude. But you're an educated man, doc. You know, you know the deal. You're you're. He's an undoubtedly, obviously, he's gone to university, seen the world a little bit, this doctor, and then he's going to fucking. Uh, Congo and he's just dealing with like primitive more primitive people uh, they have all these uh, superstitions that's uh, sad but I told you not to go <laughs> I keep telling them I'm like you know what they'll work it out oh uh, well nobody listens to me uh what else now okay let's turn this is this is funny I'm wondering if this is staged and you guys tell me what you think did you see this female mma fighter who and a couple of you guys did send me this she punched a pervert she claims was performing a sex act while she was taking part in a swimwear shoot on a beach Uh, this chick's name is uh, joyce vieira so they were in rio de janeiro in the brazilian state of rio de janeiro and they're taking like you know swimsuit model thing right and this 27-year-old MMA fighter chick claimed that the man had his shorts down and was standing in front of her and her friend while performing a sex act on himself. Now, they did name the man, Brazilian media, Joceni Ferrara. And she can be seen uh, uh, taking a swing at him. He was wearing nothing but trunks. I'm looking at a picture of her in her... Uh, bathing suit she is uh she's got a very nice body she looks a, i mean her face is a little harsh for me you know as you would expect so she started kicking the shit out of him <laughs> here's a this quote okay here's a quote from the uh from the mma fighter she said quote when i looked over there he had his shorts down and was standing on a path where people pass all the time including children he was visibly erect Making sounds and moaning end quote. okay, so she said she claimed she reported the case he was later arrested for committing an obscene act, but he has since been released after giving a statement and denying the crime. okay so is this just a uh, is this just a pub publicity stunt? I don't know. Could be. If if it is, it's a it's a good one cuz you guys know me. Uh, anytime, you know, I and I thankfully all you guys agree with me cuz anytime there's like masturbating in the news, I always get like 50 messages about it. So you know I'm going to cover it. How about this one in Florida? Did you hear about these two middle school girls who are arrested on charges of conspiracy to commit murder? <laughs> this is crazy. This was uh the Highlands county school district and this school was is called the avon park middle school and these they said that these two students were taken into custody at the school after a teacher told law enforcement about a possible plan to harm others off campus and allegedly these students were arrested they were both girls and they created a hit list of of 10 people that they wanted to kill. Uh, seven girls and three boys were on the list. And the list contained information about how the people on the list would be killed. Yikes. And where their bodies would be buried. Wow. Yep. They were both arrested on charges of conspiracy to commit murder and conspiracy to commit kidnapping. Only in middle school. What goes wrong in these kids' head? Is this like the Columbine thing? I'll get into that story later, too, about that crazy chick. But is is it... I just want to be famous? You know, there's a lot of ways to be famous. (laughs) There really are, if that's what drives you. There's a lot of ways to do that. Uh, You guys know I like this story, too. Uh, The Robert Kraft video. Yes, the New England Patriots owner. That has continued to battle back and forth. Now, recall that the district attorney's office in West Palm Beach were going to release the video of Robert Kraft at the steam and cream being pleasured, moaning, groaning, the whole thing, right? They were going to release the video. And then a judge blocked it, which I don't necessarily have a problem with, but I would just like to know, okay, well, if Robert Kraft... W- would a judge block this if it was just some, like, normal guy? Or is the or is Robert Kraft getting special uh, favors, Because He's a wealthy man. I would like to know that. I don't know. I don't know if they have they have they released video from here before some of you Palm Beach uh, people Let me know because I haven't really kept up on that part of it However, it appears the video has been leaked because attorneys for two of the women charged in that Florida prostitution sting have asked a judge to hold the police and prosecutors in contempt of court following reports that someone was shopping around undercover video of New England Patriots owner Robert Kraft. That motion was filed in Palm Beach County Circuit Court by attorneys for the defendants Lee Wang and Hua Zhang, who are accused of working at that place named the Orchids of Asia Day Spa in Jupiter, Florida. The attorneys said... uh, They cited a New York Daily News story that reported an unknown person had contacted the website theblast.com with footage of Kraft nude with another person, presumably the massage therapist. And the attorney said that only police and prosecutors have access to the footage, that footage that the judge has temporarily barred from release. So they say, okay, well, it wasn't us. So somebody from your office or the cops... Are shopping this around and leaked and we want you held in contempt now Jupiter police spokesman told the Associated Press that he doubts the authenticity of the reports okay so he's saying this is the, even uh, somebody's, the, the fact that somebody's shopping around is fake news is what he's saying he said his department has taken every precaution to secure the evidence and he does not believe anyone in the police department or state attorney's office would leak the video and he also pointed out that no websites or news organizations have actually shown the video. Uh, he did say, and I, to his credit, to his point, which is a good point. He did say, "quote If anyone had this, they would have released it by now." End quote, which is possible. So this, but you don't know anymore, right? It could be fake news. We don't even know. Uh, we had some uh, craziness going on in Ireland. I don't know if you guys saw that. There was kind of a Uh, little like riot there and a journalist was fatally shot while reporting on a riot in the northern irish city of londonderry on thursday and her name was uh lyra mckee 29 years old and dozens of molotov cocktails were thrown at officers during unrest in that area of the city according to cops and around a hundred people were at the scene when shots were fired before midnight local time. An eyewitness told the BBC that a gunman fired indiscriminately into a crowd. And another journalist there said that she was next to McKee when she was hit. And they rushed to the hospital, but sadly it was uh, too late. So... They did launch a murder investigation and they did, they have arrested two people. Uh, that was the recent update on that. But the, the police force say they do believe this to be a terrorist act. They believe it has been carried out by violent dissident Republicans. Our assessment at this time is that the new IRA, Irish Republican Army, are most likely to be the ones behind this. Now, the new IRA is a small group of Republicans who reject the 1998 Good Friday Agreement, and that marked the Irish Republican Army's embrace of a political solution to that long-running violence known famously as the Troubles. That, in case you were wondering, you know know what the body count on the Troubles was? 3,700, a little bit more than that. And that riot was the latest violent incident this year in Londonderry. It's also known as Derry, but the formal name is Londonderry. Uh, the, they had a... <laughs> this one slipped by me. In January, apparently, there was a, a car bomb was detonated outside a courthouse. <laughs> God. Uh, nobody was injured in the blast. But yeah, they still have those militant groups, man. Up there, they want... Uh, what's the IRA want? They want like an autonomous Ireland. They want... Uh, they, I don't know. Honestly, you guys, I feel bad. Like, I'm a quarter Irish, and I don't know shit about the Troubles. I'm American through and through. You know, that's their fucking problem. So, I believe the Irish, though, they don't want to be ruled by England, you know? It's like the uh, Braveheart situation. That was Scottish, but, you know, same f- Come on, give me a break, guys, all right? I don't know. <laughs> what? what else? Oh, man. Okay, a couple baby stories. i have a really bad baby story later but these are less bad uh one a toddler suffered a fractured skull but he is recovering and this was during a vicious attack by two dingoes on queensland's fraser island you aussie listeners you guys know about this A 14-month-old child was dragged from a camper trailer while his family was asleep before his dad did manage to save him from the jaws of that wild animal who's like kind of a coyote, right? So they were camping at Yurong Beach and they woke up to the sound of their son screaming and the screams were becoming more distant. Oh, man, can you imagine? So the father leaves the van and he starts chasing this thing down and uh, yeah, they, they think these two dingoes somehow managed to get into the trailer without the family noticing. Crazy. They have not found the dingoes responsible. But the the dad did fight the dingoes off, so good on him. But um, he did uh, come out of it with puncture wounds and a fractured skull. But uh, all's well that ends well in that case. Now, uh, sadly... We had another incident where it was not all's well that end well. Because in India, a baby was snatched from its bed and decapitated by a leopard as the mom slept. Yep, A leopard grabbed a nine-month-old kid in India while he was sleeping beside his mom at around four in the morning. But his mom slept through the attack as the leopard sprinted off. And the child's decapitated body was found by locals the next day. Uh, They did manage to capture the animal. Like, how would they know it's the same one? You know, that's my question. Like, do they, I don't know. I don't know, guys. I don't know how they manage the same one. I mean, do they have, like, clues? They look for, like, uh, they follow a blood trail? I don't know. Now, they have not put this animal down yet. It is being kept under observation So I wonder if this is going to be a case Where they're like, you know, this is just a wild animal Doing what wild animals do But usually they will, you know, off those people Okay, let's turn to Some domestic Politics And I want to, well, I got a few clips here Just kind of round up uh, first of all, we had crazy Bernie, Bernie Sanders. He went on Fox News, which I, I, I did think was, uh, I think more people should do. You know, he got a lot of shit for that. Like, how could you go on Fox News? Well, okay, well, good. That's where you go. You go to where people you think are going to, you should go and be challenged by a hostile interrogator. Now, the audience was firmly on Bernie's side. Uh, so he did manage to find time to defend uh, Representative Ilhan Omar. Uh, because he's like, look, it's not anti Semitism. And I, and I remember I kind of defended her a little bit too. I'm saying it's not anti Semitic to just criticize a government. But uh, Bernie is Jewish. So let's hear how Bernie Sanders and Fox. So News I about.
2: will do everything in my power, and I hope that every member of Congress will fight not only anti Semitism, but racism and anti Muslim activity so that we create a non discriminatory society. But it is not anti Semitic to be critical of a right-wing government in Israel. But it's not anti-Semitic.
0: It's not anti-Semitic. <laughs> so, yeah, they like that. old Bernie. It's not anti-Semitic to criticize a right-wing government in Israel, Martha. That was Martha McCollum talking. Uh, what else? Some funny political clips. Uh, Nancy Pelosi, you can tell she's getting really sick of these, like, woke freshman you know, you know, like AOC and the bunch. Because they asked her about, um, you know, An- Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is by far, she is the real leader of the Democratic Party, right? So Nancy Pelosi knows that people are saying this, and she doesn't like it. So she went on 60 Minutes, and she uh, kind of threw a little shade.
2: Whatever to the this.
1: orientation they came to Congress with, they know that we have to hold the center,
2: that we have to be, go down the mainstream. They know that? They do. But it doesn't look like that. It looks as if it, you're, it's fractured. She likes to minimize the conflicts within her caucus between the moderates and the progressives. You have these wings, AOC and her group on one side. It's well, like five people.
0: Huh? No. Well,
2: it's whoa! The progressive group
1: It's more than well, the progress- five. I'm a progressive. I'll attest. But those are districts that are solidly democratic. This glass of water
2: would win with a D next to its name <laughs>
0: in those oh. districts. And not, All know. right, so uh, she's not wrong. She yeah. says, yeah, basically, you can be, uh, you can be a far-left socialist in AOC's district because of uh, anybody, as long as you had a Democrat D next to your name, you'd win, which is, which is correct. I told you guys, you see, Nancy Pelosi's not a dummy, unlike most of the others. And she knows that winning the woke left on Twitter, that's not enough, okay? You need to have normal people, which the far leftists and the Democrats who run the party are rapidly like kind of uh, isolating because they just they sound like lunatics. Uh, A few more clips. Speaking of AOC, let's hear what she she chimed in about uh, ICE. You know, uh, Immigration and Customs Enforcement. So uh, let's hear what uh, she babbled about this.
2: I think abolish ICE is is a call to action on several levels. One is the literal interpretation of abolishing ICE, um, which I
1: support. And I've said, you know, on multiple occasions that I don't believe that an agency that systematically and repeatedly violates human rights can, I don't think that agency can be reformed. I think it has to be abolished. And I think out a
0: new doing things. Okay, so you heard right from her point. She wants to abolish ice. So remember, you guys have heard many times that nobody believes in abolishing ice. there it is right from the horse's mouth, right? Uh, and I'd love well what, what human rights have they violated exactly? Please tell me. Uh, and oh, I've got a couple I've got a couple clips from stupid Robert O'Rourke. You guys know Robert I'm sorry. Robert Menton O'Rourke. Uh, I know many of my Latino listeners love when I rip on fake Hispanic Robert O'Rourke. So apparently Robert O'Rourke got heckled at a campaign event, and then he thanked the heckler for allowing him to continue. God, he's so soft, you guys. Robert O'Rourke makes fucking Chris Hayes look like a goddamn Navy SEAL. (laughs) I mean, Jesus. He's so cucked. I don't use that term lightly, you guys. He's such a cuck. Can't you picture like Robert O'Rourke like hiring a dude to bang his wife? I, I, I really can't I'm sorry guys I can. He's just nothing about him screams masculine to me in any way shape or form. Anyway, I've not listened to this clip. Hopefully the audio is good. Let's hear this one. making sure the insurance companies that keep making a profit people like us, people like immigrants, people that need that care. You want to keep insurance companies making profits rather than the people in this country that need that care desperately. Not everybody has, like, great fucking insurance plans from their provider. Not everybody has that. And even, like, I get maybe think that might be easier to implement. We don't have
1: time for easy things right now. Why not? I hear you. I, 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 just, I just heard you. out. Know, I was trying to answer the question that you asked of me. And if, if you would allow me to continue, I'll be cool with you. Okay. Oh, we'll God.
0: <laughs> um, oh, I God. Okay, I don't, you know what? I don't even want to hear his response. I don't care. Uh, now, uh, and then I have one more clip of Stupid Robert. He's talking, again, talking about uh, defending Ilhan Omar. And you guys, trust me, this is a big deal of the Democrats. As I've told you many times, you want the Jewish people on your side. And having some wacko fucking Muslim terrorist sympathizer like Omar, and she is. Let's say, guys, do I do I think she's a... Te- no, I don't think any of that stuff. But her pattern of remarks is to constantly downplay Islamic terrorism, which is a huge global threat, and upplay really fringe issues like white nationalism, which is not even close to being the same global threat. Uh, so that that's her past, and that's what she does because she's trying to protect her tribe. I get it. Just admit that. But you come off like an asshole. So let's listen to stupid Robert O'Rourke uh, defending uh, Omar. Here we go.
1: Incitement to hatred and violence. Posting a video, the president, on his own Twitter account, not retweeted. But formulated by his own team that conflates a Muslim member of Congress, Representative Elon Omar, duly elected by her constituents in Minnesota, with the terrorists who perpetrated the attack on 9 11. Goodness. At the end of the video, saying, We will never forget. So now her life is in danger.
0: Get out of here.
1: Or in greater danger than it was before. But so are the lives of other Muslims in this country. You've got to really search Western democratic history for another country that sought to exclude all people of one religion Mm. or to describe them as inherently dangerous to the future of that country. Another place on another continent that would describe human beings as animals or an infestation. That language is incredibly dangerous and deadly. Shut you don't the get fuck kids up. in cages until you start talking about them <laughs> in that. <way. laughs> Who's you using language them. now? He so just dropped the okay kids
0: he just dropped the kids in cages.
1: Those public officials to do those things. They justify it in their mind because the president said so. So you ask a really critical question. If there are four more years of Donald Trump
0: No, boo. Orange man bad. Can
1: we recover? Can we maintain this country and our democracy? So we make the agreement that we're going to do everything in our power, not only to win the nomination, but to do so in a way that compromises no one else's ability to defeat Donald Trump in November. Okay,
0: I can't listen to him anymore. Oh my God, you guys. Robert O'Rourke. Uh, seriously, I I have many, many, many Latino listeners, and I'm glad... I love hearing from all of you. Seriously, you guys, my Latino listeners specifically, how do you feel about this white Irishman calling himself... And, like, kind of appropriating the culture? Is that irritating to you? Or is it like, you know, whatever, make the fucking... If he wants to pretend he's Hispanic, let him pretend. That would irritate me a little bit. I'm just saying. And finally... Uh, Mayor Pete Buttigieg That's how you pronounce his name right Buttigieg He is uh, he is also quite woke And he is seen as You know guys I swear as Americans we're so dummy You know why people like this guy Because he spoke French after the Notre Dame thing we're going to get into that in a minute too You know what I'm saying? And that's how people now in America judge candidates. Oh, wow, he speaks French. I'm going to vote for him. I'm like, oh, great. So he's going to fucking take all my money in two languages or seven languages or however you speak. I don't give a shit. I don't care if he does. All they care about is appearance. I care about what they're going to do. Now, Buttigieg... Uh, decides that uh, assault rifles need to be on the table for a ban. He was at an event, so uh, let's hear from Mayor uh, As Pete. somebody
1: who uh, is very familiar from
0: my military training with weapons of war, yes, yes. somebody who uh, carried a rifle and a pistol uh, around a Ooh. foreign land on the orders of a president, scary. Um, there are some weapons that just don't belong in our neighborhoods in peacetime in America. Yeah, they like that. We've already decided that this is within the
1: Second Amendment because uh, we've decided that somewhere in between a
0: slingshot and a nuclear weapon, we can draw a line. Okay. And that's not unconstitutional, it's common sense. So where's the line, then? And that's why I think assault rifles need to be on the table, too. Okay, you. so you heard the man. That's it, guys. He wants to take the take your rifles. I can't wait until... President Kamala Harris actually, and they passed that bill. What? How many fuck, you guys? Seriously, how many? How many assault rifles do you think are going to be turned in to the cops after they pass the confiscation? Like seven, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> okay, and once again, you guys, uh, let's let's move on from that. That's your kind of uh, uh, crazed left wing presidential uh, roundup. There. Let us move on to. Another story that many of you sent me, and you guys know, I don't let shit go, okay? Our stupid media, they're very much fly by night. They do a story, they move on quickly. I do follow up. We do follow up here. And you knew I was going to follow up to this story. Do you recall the story of the obese American tourist who forced that stewardess? I'm sorry, flight attendant. To wipe his butt as he moaned in pleasure on the airplane. You guys remember that one, right? Yeah. And he was arrested. Yes, he had demanded they help him in the bathroom by removing his pants and wiping his anus on a Los Angeles to Taipei flight. So uh, they wanted to, they, they ended up blacklisting him, right? So they wanted to reach out to this guy to let him know that he was blacklisted. Well, a lawyer informed Taiwan's Ava Air, that's the airline he was flying when the anus wiping incident occurred. Ava Air was contacted and uh, by a lawyer to inform him that the guy had died. Yes, sadly, and you're not going to believe this, but he did die sometime in March while on a lengthy beach holiday on the Taiwa- Thai island of Koh Samui. Uh, the perv as the New York Post puts it, had been booked on another Ava air flight from Taipei to San Francisco and the airline spent three months unsuccessfully trying to reach him to tell him, we're not taking you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the accused man who was confined to a wheelchair and was estimated to be 440 pounds uh, shockingly seemed to have passed away. Did they even have his name? No, they don't even have his name yet. Now, and I just want to say this quote one more time because it's such a good quote because when the guy was forcing the flight attendant to wipe his rectum, the flight attendant claims, quote, he said, oh, mm, deeper, deeper, and then accused my chief attendant of not properly cleaning his backside, requesting that she do it again, end quote. <laughs> That's a great quote. Well, he is dead. What do you think he was doing in Thailand, you guys? What do you think? I'm, spe- I'm speculating. I think I know. I think we all know what he was doing. Uh, this story was also great. Uh, you guys, you know, I you know I'm big on the homeless, right? Well, the super woke progressives of DC decided to try a new homeless program, and you guys are not going to believe what happened next. Uh, tenants are fleeing a DC high rise. As the city's progressive housing policy has led to panhandling, marijuana smoking, and at least one OD death in the past year. This is Sedgwick Gardens, a historic landmark in a high-priced neighborhood in northwestern Washington. Well, in their infinite wisdom, the geniuses who run D.C. decided, Hey, look at this beautiful building with many longtime residents in a great part of the neighborhood. Let's fucking stick a bunch of smelly drug addicts in there. That'll go well. This. it is standard practice for dc's government to require that residential buildings be mixed income but these are this is different than lower people mixed income is supposed to mean you know what okay poor people have a job who go to work you know they don't make much money but they work they don't do drugs all day they're not crazy people shouting at the clouds well all these were like straight up like homeless vagrants so a bunch of people decided to move out You know the, the, a one bedroom Just to give you an idea here A one bedroom uh, For an up, upscale locale Like Sedgwick Gardens Is about 2200 bucks per month So they were handing these homeless bums this, These vouchers And they would get to live in there Now the funny part is the neighborhood itself Of course is quite liberal This is like the Embarcadero, the San Francisco liberals Who are protesting the homeless shelter Nobody wants a shit in their yard but this neighborhood, the Post, the Washington Post noted that 95% of the voters in this neighborhood voted against Donald Trump, right? And yet, they are freaking out about it. They've had a tripling of police calls to the complex. Uh, they had a man barricade himself in an apartment and threatening to shoot police with a shotgun, and they found another guy who died from using drugs laced with fentanyl. Oh, man. Well... Let, hey, I'm, I am very much for putting massive high-rises in wealthy neighborhoods like San Francisco uh, Let's do the west side of Los Angeles. We can do Martha's Vineyard uh, There's many parts of town. We can do Rancho Santa Fe here in San Diego Let us put very high-rise apartment buildings and we're gonna just stuff them with thousands of vagrants in there Okay, you guys. Hey, you rich you good liberals Right you, you want to you walk the walk, don't you? Too funny. Uh, let us... Okay, quickly, you guys. Um, let's do some immigration stuff. You know, I just cover this every week. Uh, for one thing, we had 1,800 illegal aliens get arrested in El Paso sector alone in one day. Isn't that insane? 1,800 in one day. Holy crap, dude. So they apprehended, like... About a group of like 230 In the middle of the night And then right five minutes after they got that group They had another group of 360 Just roll up And then after that They found another group of 130 Yes that totaled more than 1,800 illegal immigrants On Tuesday And uh Yeah in the first Six months of fiscal year 2018 In the El Paso sector Agents apprehended less than 11,000 migrants who illegally crossed the border from Mexico, okay? 11,000. So far this fiscal year, so far, and we got a ways to go, it's more than 71,000. And why do you think that is? Oh, well, Acting Department of Homeland Security Secretary Kevin McCallionan said it perfectly. Quote, It is very clear that the cartels and their smugglers know the weaknesses in our laws. They know that family units and unaccompanied children will be released with no consequences for their illegal entry. End quote. -uh. (laughs) Nuh-uh. Yeah, I know. Shocking, isn't it? Meanwhile... Uh, let's just do your illegal alien crime update roundup Since I'm the only one who does this A state troopers in Ohio Have arrested a man from Mexico Who they say abducted and sexually assaulted A 15 year old girl from New Jersey Yep Kidnapped her Juan Carlos Pedraza uh, And a state patrol official Says the 33 year old man Was living in a country illegally And had been previously deported Huh And he miraculously he found his way back Isn't that weird? And yet again, a man in Oklahoma hit and killed a man on a moped and he too is in jail with a hold on him from Immigrations and Customs Enforcement. Juan Cruces Landeros was driving when he changed lanes and suddenly slowed down to make a left when he collided with a moped in the area. He will face charges, including a felony of causing a fatal accident without a driver's license after police say he hit and killed 61 year old james thompson and yes he is in the country illegally as well another just another. that's okay though nobody cares this is a uh and here's yet another one you guys a 33 year old uh immigrant living in the country illegally <laughs> Isn't that funny? The language, the fucking news, the, the website. They try to torture the statement so bad because they want to avoid saying like, it in plain English. That's what like stupid Robert O'Rourke was doing earlier. It's a constant war on plain spoken talk. Right? They don't, want, they don't want to talk about the issue of illegal aliens. They just want to talk about your use of the phrase illegal aliens. And then, therefore, they can browbeat normal people who are too pussy to stand up to them by making the entire argument about the terminology you use instead of the underlying problem. This is one of the most common tactics of leftists. And I call them out on it every time. But yes, in Virginia, this 33-year-old illegal alien has been charged with raping a 7-year-old girl. Isn't that nice? Oscar Ramirez uh, was arrested for the rape of a 7-year-old girl, which reportedly occurred between April 6th and 7th. And yes, he is being held without bond on a ICE detainer. He is from El Salvador. That's great. Another honor student, right? Guys, okay, I'm the only one who, uh, I'm, I'm really the only one who, who talks about this stuff. Uh, now, just a few other stories. We did have one notable case. Attorney General William Barr, this is a big one. Thank you to my ICE contact who sent me this. He has changed and revoked the right of asylum seekers who enter the U.S. illegally to ask an immigration judge for release on bond. This is a big deal. In other words, if you want to claim asylum, fine. We're going to keep you detained until you fucking get your day in court. And no, we're not going to release you to disappear into the country. Good. It's a ba- You need some form of pushback, you guys. And yet again, hey, I'm still waiting every week. I'd be happy to prove wrong. Every week I say, where are the journalists asking for specific details and specific actions from Democratic members running for president? All stupid Robert O'Rourke does is say, this is not who we are and pound the podium. He never says what he does, and that is by design... Yes, this decision is the first time Barr has used the Attorney General's power to issue binding precedent on the immigration courts that determine whether immigrants can be deported from the United States, a power that has been used aggressively by President Donald Trump's Attorney General. If Barr's ruling is allowed to go into effect, which is set to do in 90 days, the only way for an asylum seeker to be released from detention during the weeks or months it takes for their case to be heard by a judge would be for the Immigration and Customs Enforcement to allow them to be released on parole Of course the ACLU has vowed to sue to block the ruling Okay, I'm getting a little tired I don't care about the problems and the plight of the illegal immigrants anymore you guys I don't, we fucking told them Well eh, We'll see, yeah they're going to sue for that too And then we'll have another fake judge make stuff up because he doesn't like the law and now, let me hammer ice a little bit because, you guys, I've gone over the stats quite a bit with you. Remember that one time on that one podcast I said, we have like a million freaking illegal immigrants alone that have already had final de- orders of deportation, right? So we've got a million people out there who have had their due process, and that's it. It's time to go. We've, we've told them. We, you got you went all the way through. You had an appeal. You got a judge. You got an appeal. You got another judge. You got another appeal. You got a judge. You've, and, and you have final orders. They say, you're out. Those are final orders of deportation. And we've got a million people in that situation. So theoretically, I should be like just ferrying these people non And I know they are. I know. I get it. They don't have enough resources to do it the way I want to do it. So... This was a bad judgment call, because immigration officials last week deported the spouse of a U.S. soldier killed in Afghanistan in 2010, leaving the couple's 12-year-old daughter in Phoenix, and then they abruptly reversed their decision when the deported man was allowed to return to the U.S. I mean, come on. The reason I bring up the million people is because, like, you know, hey, guys, priorities, (laughs) you know? Oh, let's see. On one hand, we've got a million people with final orders of deportation. Oh, and we've also got a hundred thousand convicted DUI illegal immigrants too. Oh, let's but let's deport the guy who was married to a U.S. soldier. Come on, because you know what? They're, the U.S. media is not going to cover the depraved crimes that I cover, you guys. But they are all over this one. This was all over the internet. They are always going to look for the most sympathetic case they possibly can and then paint ICE as the Gestapo using this while ignoring all the savage crimes that ICE is dealing with. But yes, Jose Gonzalez Carranza was arrested by ICE on his way to his job and deported to Nogales. Now, in fairness, he wasn't illegal, okay? But his wife was Army PFC Barbara Vieira, who was killed on September 18th, 2010 while serving in Afghanistan. She was only 22, Uh, so they offered Ice no explanation for the decision to allow him to return but obviously this was triggered by media attention the deportation received well I I swear Ice I I I want like they have sometimes they're their own worst enemy I've gone over a couple times too guys where even sanctuary cities had horrible people that they wanted to give to Ice and like Ice doesn't show up or Ice goes to the wrong fucking jail you know let's 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 tighten it up a little bit. who's in charge over there? That's the problem too. There's no continuity. Trump is like firing everybody constantly uh An amusing story that has to do with Mexico is pretty funny. So many migrants have stopped in the southern Mexican town of uh Mapastepic in recent months that longstanding public sympathy for central american traveling Central Americans traveling northward is starting to wane nuh uh <laughs> In other words, yes, the Mexican people are getting pissed off because they're being overrun. Nobody wants this, you guys. I keep telling you. Mexicans don't want the Nicaraguans. The Hondurans don't want the El Salvadorans. The Brazilians don't want the Hondurans. The Nigerians don't want the Ugandans. The Ugandans don't want the Nigerians. Nobody wants this. Uh, one local resident named Anna Galvan said quote, "It's really bad because they're pouring onto our land. They ask for money and if you offer food, they don't want it. They want money. end quote. <laughs> Can you believe we still have stupid ass people in the United States who calls them asylum seekers? Oh man, they don't want they want they want to come to America and they want to get a job. Okay? That's what they are. They're not seeking asylum. It's such a joke. And the consequence for all this? Well, about 1 in 10 counties grew in the fiscal year that ended last June primarily because of immigration. Okay? Like I keep... Demographics is destiny, you guys. All these immigrants and their kids are going to vote 85% for Democrats, and then in fucking 10 years, when Texas is a blue state, and all the stupid Republicans are sitting scratching their heads, wow, how did this happen? How did Orange County go from a bastion of conservatism to deep, deep, deep blue in 20 years? And they can never really quite figure out the answer. Oh, Hispanics, Latinos are a natural conservative base. Well, yeah, some of them, not all of them. <laughs> Stop trying to pigeonhole your beliefs onto large groups of people. Polls show over and over again, guys. I've said it to I'm blue in the face. Poor people vote for Democrats. Immigrants vote for Democrats. Those are two truths, okay? You can't get around. I'm tired of it. Uh, was that it for the immigration oh then we had these uh, armed civilian goons detaining migrants at the border yeah the aclu wants them investigated this is going to end badly too look i sympathize a little bit because the federal government has been such an embarrassing incompetent failure on this issue naturally it's going to give rise to groups who want to take matters in their own hands that's it vigilantes and this is the united constitutional patriots and they're detaining immigrants at gunpoint, but they don't have any arrest powers. They're not authorized by the federal government to do anything. So this is again, this is going to end badly. Somebody's going to get killed. You can't have this. I don't know. Was that all I had for the? Yeah, that's your uh, <laughs> that's your immigration roundup for now. It moves on. Let's go on to something more fun. All right, I got a couple stories, and again, you guys sent me both of these, actually. A, uh, I don't know if you guys saw this, but there is a new Ted Bundy uh, documentary out called Conversations with a Killer, and it, it's on Netflix, and it profiled Ted Bundy, the serial killer, and his crimes, and uh, it has, what they revealed was that Bundy used to return to visit the dead women's corpses where he dumped them, to sexually violate them, or would take them home to gratify himself. Think about the boldness of that. You've already murdered somebody and left their body in a ditch. You're going to go back to the scene of the crime, and then you're going to necrophilia the corpse? Bundy decapitated at least 12 of his victims, and it has been reported he may have used some of those heads to engage in sex acts with aye, aye, aye. yes and you can kind of imagine in your head right now a man using a severed head to perform sex acts on itself I don't think I fucking have to spell it out any more than that for you guys it is gross and then I did tweet this one out this was also great at first I thought this was uh, I thought this might be fake this is real because I went to their website to look and I did tweet it out at BK Actual Podcast, and this is the fake silicone foot, uh, pocket pussy sort of thing that you can buy. Yeah, that's right. You can buy pairs of feet to simulate foot sex, right? And the pairs of feet have built-in vaginas on them. Yeah. So okay, imagine like if you're imagine if a foot was severed right right at the ankle bone, right? Now imagine that there's like a vagina on that severed part of the ankle and that's where they put the hole that you can penetrate. (laughs) Uh, One firm has called these vajankles. Get it? Vagina, ankles... Now, if you want to go look, one such website that is selling them is called Silicon Wives. It's a love doll retailer that sells realistic silicone feet with vaginas for uh, $199 US. And they have a blurb on there that reads, quote, the realistic silicone feet with vaginas are perfect for the feet lovers out there that still want a traditional sex toy experience. Now, I did notice that on this one site, actually, is that uh, I only saw Caucasian feet, which is not woke at all, okay? We're going to need many shades here. And yeah, you can use it for vaginal sex or foot sex. And uh, (laughs) dudes are purchasing these, and there are product reviews. One anonymous reviewer wrote, quote, I'll tell you right now that the vagina part of these feet are not very deep but I doubt that's the reason why anyone would buy these. End quote. <laughs> oh, no. I'm, I'm looking at the pictures right now, and yeah, God, you guys, this is really, we're, we're in the end of days. it's we, it. We've gone as far as we can go as a race. It's the human species. We're done, okay? We're walking dead. I know it. You know it. Oh. Alright, what else? Uh, A lot of you guys sent me this one. You guys heard about the dude who got killed by the cassowary, the bird? Yeah, a lot of you guys sent me this. This is crazy. In Florida, a 75-year-old man named Marvin Ahos died after he was attacked by at least one of his two cassowaries. This is considered the world's most dangerous bird. So what they think happened was they think this guy went inside the pen to get an egg from the birds and was then attacked. So he fell... And then the bird, like, jumped all over him. He was able to get out of the enclosure, and he is the guy who called 911. But he was too late. He was already... He died from his injuries at the hospital. Now, these freaking birds, dude, are monsters. These are like little dinosaurs. They can grow up to six feet tall. They have at least a four-inch-long claw on each foot. And they are considered... Uh, extremely dangerous and i saw they can they can jump like seven feet in the air and run like 30 miles an hour so you ain't outrunning this thing dude it's pretty gnarly uh let's turn to a little military news you guys and again this is a follow-up uh covered heavily here you recall that green beret who died in mali and his death involved the navy seals and marine raiders you guys remember this this is staff sergeant logan melger he's the green beret And he was found dead of strangulation on June 4th, 2017. God, it was almost two years ago. I've been doing this podcast a long time. Well, new reporting has revealed further details of what they think happened. And they got a hold of court documents to kind of like lay it out. Now here's the players involved we talked about melger we also have gunnery sergeant mario rodriguez staff sergeant kevin maxwell along with steven uh, those are marines and then we had two navy seal team six members uh adam matthews and anthony didolf and they are facing charges of felony murder involuntary manslaughter conspiracy obstruction of justice hazing and burglary so let me just scroll down here okay here's what they think happened Melger's death, writes the Military Times, appeared to have occurred after what has been described as a botched hazing session that the four defendants planned and executed to retaliate against perceived slights by Melger against their team and their behavior at that isolated post in Bamako, Mali. Now, the Post reported that weeks before the incident, Melger brought foreigners to housing where he, the and another SEAL who was not charged lived. Melgar had engaged in frat-like behavior that had gotten both he and another soldier who also lived with Melgar uninvited from events at the U.S. Embassy. Despite reports that Melgar did not drink alcohol, the soldier, some witness, told investigators that he, Melgar, and everyone involved had participated in excessive drinking during the deployment. That is a violation of alcohol prohibitions in that country. And so... They decided to haze this guy while they were all sitting around drinking at a bar called Appaloosa. So, um, come on, Military Times, get to it. So what happened was Matthews told investigators that he and the three other defendants decided to tape up Melger when they got back to the residence. And the Marines brought duct tape and a sledgehammer from their residence because they were going to break down the door with a sledgehammer. So they sledgehammered the door open even though they didn't need it because they wanted to scare the guy. The Dolph jumped on Melger, locked him in a chokehold on his bed, while Matthews grabbed his legs and the Marine Raiders went to duct tape his legs. But within seconds, they realized that he had stopped breathing. They jumped into rescue mode trying to revive him, Matthews told investigators. He remained unresponsive, so we laid him back down, and I began rescue breaths while the tape was cut off of him, Matthews said. They continued CPR. His chest rose and fell from rescue breaths, and Matthews claims during one of the breaths he saw red-tinted spittle come out of his mouth and hit me in the face. Then they tried to defibrillate him, and then they tried to do emergency crike. Yeah, they cut open his throat. They were going to crike him. Instead of calling an ambulance, which might take too long, they took him to a nearby clinic where he was pronounced dead. And then, see, they tried to cover it up. They cleaned up the area, got rid of all the alcohol, and all this other stuff, and they were all in a state of shock. So, uh, it's a sad situation. And, uh, you know, I've said said it a hundred times, nothing good comes on deployment from... Lots and lots of alcohol. like I had drinks, you know. I never got to a point where I was fucking breaking in dudes rooms. And believe me, when I was as working as a contractor, we had some of those stories. I'll tell you some of those days. Uh, I don't want to name any names, but uh, I will say at one point a the chief of the entire base had his door kicked in by a drunken contractor, okay? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. Alright, what else do I have for you? Uh, let's go back to yeah, you know, let's go back to Australia really quick, because I don't want you to think this is just an American affliction. A former New South Wales man accused of having sex with dogs and preying on women, children, and people with disabilities is trying to negotiate a plea deal <laughs> down there. A 43 year old guy named Dean Selenthin. Is alleged over a seven year spree. Uh, they said that he preyed on tourists, locals, and dogs in the popular New South Wales tourist town of Byron Bay. He's accused of having sex with dogs at least 19 times and indecently assaulting a person with a disability. This began in 2011 and didn't stop until he was arrested in 2017. <laughs> this is funny. They detail his acts of bestiality against a number of dogs, including a golden retriever and a dog named Bear. Uh, and he didn't discriminate. It is alleged that both a male canines and female canines uh, were were involved. Good God. Man, There's talk about more of these guys than I ever thought possible. <laughs> there's a lot of them, dude. There's a lot of them. Uh, How about a few other military stories here? This was interesting. Kind of flew under the radar, too. U.S. authorities have arrested a former U.S. Marine who is allegedly part of a group that raided North Korea's embassy in Madrid. Bizarre. Christopher Ahn appeared in a Los Angeles federal court this last week. This happened in February, days before Donald Trump met with North Korea's Kim Jong-un in Vietnam. And apparently a self-styled human rights group named Free Joseon says it was involved. And one of the group's leaders named Adrian Hong also had his apartment raided. Uh, Yeah, so here's what happened. On 22 February, a group of at least 10 people stormed North Korea's embassy in Spain, allegedly identifying themselves as members of a human rights movement seeking to liberate North Korea. During the incident, several embassy staff were held hostage, including an attache whom they tried persuading to defect, and then they allegedly made off with several computers and hard drives and data, which was allegedly passed on to American authorities. So was this, was this sanctioned? And they botched it, so now they're bl- throwing them out under the bus? Uh, this group, for what it's worth, Free Josian, it's formerly known as the Chiolima Civil Defense Group, and they insist that its members were invited to the consulate. And that's all I have from the BBC. What a crazy story. I wonder about that. More to come out on that, I'm positive. Uh, and continuing in the military, one of you guys did send this to me, thank you. The U.S. Navy, this again, is investigating a report that a female Marine found a camera in a woman's bathroom on a battleship. Is it a battleship? This is Navy ship. I don't know all the classifieds. This is the USS Arlington. Uh, and, no, it's not a battleship. It's an amphibious transport dock. But NCIS is investigating. And the female Marine reported the device in March who's and uh according to a u.s military official who said the device could record images but did not specify whether it could record stills or video again and that's the end of the article that's all we got god it's such a weird kink uh, how many that's lately at least a half a dozen stories you guys have done on the camera in the bathroom thing like that's not attractive dude even if a chick is smoking hot, do you really want a freaking picture of her like all grunting away and sweating as she squeezes out a fucking deuce? Is that is is that is that what gets you going? Uh, pass pass on that. I don't care if it's Heidi Klum, grunting away. I don't want it. All right, maybe Heidi Klum. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm not. I'm a no go on that. Who, uh, how about this one? How about this name? A little blasphemy. Remember George Zimmerman? Yes, of Trayvon Martin fame. Well, it's funny. Apparently, he's been using dating apps. (laughs) Yeah. He was on Tinder and Bumble. And they found out it was him. And both Tinder and Bumble have sadly removed George Zimmerman from their platforms. Oh, that's too bad. He went by the alias Carter and claimed to be looking for carefree fun. And according to his bio, he called himself a self-employed consultant who attended Liberty University who also happened to love the outdoors, fishing, camping, and hiking. One of the screen grabs shows him shirtless and wearing sunglasses. Another shows him with a dog, and yet another shows him in a cap and gown. Okay, so he's an outdoorsman, he's jacked, he's an animal lover, and he's educated. That's a catch. So, Tinder would not elaborate why, but it said it reserved the right to remove anybody they wanted. And this isn't the first time this happened because Bumble banned him last December. (laughs) Since somebody somebody fucking narked him out on that. That's funny. Uh, Stephen Miller, of course, Trump's advisor, who's widely hated. um, You know, he lives in D.C., right? And... He's been a popular target of like various flash mobs of the resistance, and uh, some local guys this last week apparently they they did have a flash mob outside his apartment again, and they were trying to cast him out using curses, and they want to curse Stephen Miller into an early death. Uh, You guys know I always love good audio clips of uh, the resistance, so let's hear how this uh, little thing sounds. Here we
2: go. When blitzen
1: in die Häusen. Stephen Miller, may you have thunder
2: in your belly... ...and lightning out your pants! <laughs> 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 Fucking jackass! Shame! Shame! Shanta. Shame! Shame! Shame. Shame. This is so fun. Shame.
1: like a myth immigration hypocrite can ein or zolim nicht oistmeiden
2: we'll say it again these are like german that. spells meiden <laughs> let no evil eye avoid him Woo!
0: Woo! yeah
2: resist
0: oh, <laughs> Now the they're No, no Stephen Miller, Miller no fascist USA. Hey, hey, the no Stephen Miller now no fascist USA. Yeah. Yeah, so now they're all dancing around and waves. <laughs> <laughs> Who are these people are insane? You should see these people. First of all, they're all very unattractive, which is no one they're standing on a sidewalk bellowing away. He might probably isn't even there. And this is, what you, this is how you spend your day? Wow. Okay, uh, let's go right to this one. A British man allegedly paid his roommate um, 200 euro to cut his penis off and then promised him more money if footage of the amputation went viral. <laughs> Anything for the likes, you guys? The 33-year-old English teacher was seen bleeding heavily in northern Spanish city of Zaragoza last month, sparking this investigation. His mutilated penis was discovered in a bag at his home after officers reportedly followed a trail of blood to his flat. Uh, uh, Wow, they did successfully reattach the man's penis. And uh, his roommate was detained, but the guy reportedly did not want to press charges and waived his right to compensation before flying back to... England yeah where is this video oh man the footage is said to have been erased it's too bad the pair reportedly drank four bottles of wine and took valium to muster up the courage before going through with the amputation <laughs> oh boy you guys for the likes it's no good okay let us talk about Notre Dame briefly because uh, it's it's happened but You know, originally, I I didn't believe this thing could possibly be accidental. And I'm looking at it while it was happening. I was watching it. I was like, where are the firefighters? I didn't see any firefighters for, like, forever. Now, the architect who oversaw the design of the fire safety system at Notre Dame, which, yes, there was one, apparently, acknowledged that officials had misjudged how quickly a flame would ignite and spread through the cathedral, resulting in a much more devastating blaze than they had anticipated yeah you guys have, i was wondering that i was like dude are there no smoke alarms like how would you they just they just turned around and like the entire roof was on fire like no i don't know it's it's only if the fucking crown jewel of western civilization might want to have a few smoke alarms and fire extinguishers sitting around i don't fucking know This was based on the assumption that if the cathedral ever caught fire, the ancient oak timbers in the attic would burn slowly, leaving ample time to fight the flames, said Benjamin Mountain, the architect who oversaw the fire protections. Okay, well, you're fired. Um, now, oh, unlike its sensitive sites in the United States, the fire alarms in Notre Dame did not dom, sorry, did not notify fire dispatchers right away. Instead, a guard at the cathedral, had to climb a steep set of stairs to the attic. And they said that would take a fit person six minutes to do alone. Only after you actually saw a real fire could the fire department be notified. Right, you guys? So unlike in the United States where if a fucking smoke alarm at a very valuable site goes off, the fire department knows immediately, these fucking dipshits in France... You have to actually have visual confirmation of flames shooting out of your precious 800-year-old building before the fucking lazy-ass fire... No, I'm just kidding. It's not their fault. It's the rules. So, even a flawless response had a built-in delay of about 20 minutes. And that's if everything goes perfectly from the moment the alarm sounded until firefighters could arrive, and then they had to climb into the attic with hundreds of pounds of hoses and equipment. Wow. And this guy, Mountain, said I am stunned. This is a direct quote. He said, quote, I was stunned by the speed in which the oak in Notre Dame burned. Oak that old cannot burn like a match. It's absolutely incomprehensible. End quote. I, I I'm kinda with the guy on that. Like I don't know how how does that how does that happen so quickly? So um, now funny thing was I read in another article that they don't even know if they can rebuild the roof the same because, you guys, they built that roof out of ancient oak trees from, like, the primeval medieval French forest, and they don't have oak trees like that anymore. Those oak trees in the medieval forest were the old growth trees. They were, like, twice as big as what they have now. They were massive. It was, like, you know, old forest. And they don't have trees like that anymore. So now they're like, we don't even know. We can't really rebuild it the way it was. So pretty, pretty fascinating. What do you guys think? Do you want to rebuild it exactly the way it was? Or do you want to, like, put on some badass, like, modern twist on it? Uh, So, the New York Times consulted scientists. And they said that fire dynamics indicated that while the dense timbers may take time to burn completely, a fire would naturally race across the original timbers at Notre Dame. Uh, So, yeah, it's too bad. Uh, there was no proper fire protection plan put in place. And there was not even a plan to evacuate tourists or worshippers in case of a blaze. This all, you guys, this is complacency. It Complacency kills. Nothing's happened for 800 years, you guys, so it's going to be fine. And 800 years is a long time. Well, they were too complacent. Luckily, nobody died. And it appears they did manage to save much of the crown jewels of Notre Dame they did save the crown of thorns which is regarded as the cathedral's most sacred relic uh so and since 1896 that crown of thorns has been kept under glass and only occasionally displayed uh they also managed to retrieve a fragment of the holy cross and the nail which are purported to be from the cross on which Jesus Christ was crucified Oh the fate of those two relics is not known I'm sorry they're just going through the list The impressive organ That was at Notre Dame Dated to the 1730s And had 8,000 pipes Now it did not burn And it is intact but nobody knows yet Whether it was damaged by the heat or water So They will try to save that Now the roof is like a completely The roof is a A complete loss Oh here we go here's what I was just saying the cathedral's roof was built using a lattice of giant beams cut from trees in primeval force in the 12th and 13th century experts say france no longer has trees big enough to replace those ancient wooden beams uh so they said they will have to use new technology to rebuild the roof that's a sad story and was that it with the notre dame you know the yellow vests now they're protesting you guys remember i've covered that sporadically all the protests going on in france every friggin' weekend so now their talking point is oh yeah well you know what we're they're accusing the government of ignoring the poor and focusing on notre dame you know as their top priority well it's like yeah notre dame is responsible for millions of tourists around the world coming to see it every year you know you're you the bus driver who wants another two euro an hour. You don't rate as much as that. That's real life, dude Okay, nobody wants to say that out loud But yes, uh, as we speak police are firing water cannons and tear gas <laughs> again on the LVS protesters Jesus never ended and then interestingly enough, you know This week is like an insane week for tragedies this the week of april 15th is known for this I saw this story And it's pretty crazy, all the shit that's gone. Uh, I'll just list a few. The Lincoln assassination happened April 15th, 1865. The San Francisco earthquake happened April 18th, 1906. The Titanic sunk April 15th, 1912. The Hillsborough disaster. That was the English um, soccer, football disaster. That was April 15th, 1989. That was when 96 people were crushed to death. Uh, Waco the Branch Davidians, that was April 19th. The Oklahoma City bombing, that was April 19th. The Columbine High School massacre, that was April 20th. The Virginia Tech shooting, April 16th. And the Boston Marathon bombing, April 15th. And it, Wow, there's just, there's just a bunch. And then the Notre Dame Cathedral fire. Yeah, a lot of shit going on on, the, on April the week of April 15th, the, the 420 week. Now... There was kind of a copycat thing. on the, You guys saw the Notre Dame thing. Well, they arrested a guy named Mark Lamparello. He was arrested at St. Patrick's Cathedral in New York. He was carrying two gas cans, two bottles of lighter fluid, and two lighters. He walked into the cathedral carrying all this shit, and he was stopped by security. So he put one of the cans down. He spilled some gas on the floor. <laughs> and so they called the cops... And he told the cops that his minivan had run out of gas, and he was cutting through the cathedral to get to Madison Avenue. They did check his car. It was not out of gas. What do you know? He is a college professor who lives in Hasbro Heights. Uh, He is currently a City University of New York student seeking a Ph.D. in philosophy. And he lives at home with his parents. Uh, 37, you're living at home with your parents. Good life decisions. So what is this? Oh, there's a previous church incident. His arrest in New York was just two days after he was arrested for reportedly refusing to leave the Cathedral Basilica of the Sacred Heart in Newark. He had arrived at that cathedral, sat down in one of the front pews. For some reason, he was putting out a bad vibe. Cops walked up to him. He refused to leave and he even after an assistant bishop and a priest held special prayers with lamparello he refused to leave throwing himself on the floor and telling police that the only way he would leave was in handcuffs and then he bought a one-way ticket to rome 2800 bucks from newark and that was scheduled to leave after he was going to do whatever he was going to do to saint patrick's wow psycho dude uh, quickly how much time okay not much time left so let's uh, do some hits here we did have a, a police officer where is this in dallas somewhere a mesquite police officer uh, no this is not what happened haven't they gotten this message yet why does the media say this here's the opening lead of this story by sarah Quello, breaking news reporter A Mesquite police officer will be subject to internal discipline for accidentally firing his handgun at Horn High School on Thursday morning. Okay, again, you didn't accidentally... You negligently fired your handgun, Sarah. They're not releasing his name. I don't know why. He was trying to inspect his handgun in an office around 11.45 a.m. He removed the magazine, but guess what, you guys? He neglected to empty the chamber! and he accidentally fired a single round. Luckily, nobody was injured. Unacceptable. I also tweeted this one out, you guys. Did you hear about this pe- the the ex-president of Peru? Okay, so South America is riddled with corruption. Every like every country, right? And one of them is this guy, this ex-president of Peru named Alan Garcia. Well, Police were arriving at his door to arrest him in connection with alleged bribes from Brazilian construction giant Odebrecht, right? This is a very dramatic turn in Latin America's largest graft scandal. We'll get back to them in a minute. So as the police walk up, this dude fucking shoots himself in the head, and he wrote an alleged suicide note read by family members, and the suicide note said that he'd killed himself to avoid humiliation at the hands of his political enemies well you did that Jeez. Uh, reuters for what it's worth says they were unable to independently verify the authenticity of this letter so maybe i don't know, maybe yeah it's possible his family just wrote it for him or something he said the note read quote i will not be humiliated and his daughter read this at his wake he continued, I have seen others paraded around in handcuffs, living a miserable existence, but Alan Garcia has no need to suffer these injustices. For this reason, I leave it to my children, the dignity of my decisions. To my friends, my pride, and to my enemies, my cadaver is a sign of my contempt for them. End quote. All right, well, that seems to have worked out. Now, this is a huge corruption scandal, as I said. And Latin America's economic boom of last decade brought a, you know, they thought this was going to usher in the next century, right? Cities like Caracas and Lima expanded their metro lines. Argentina built a new rail system. Brazil spent years erecting football arenas. You know, remember when they wanted to host the World Cup and the Olympic Games? Even communist Cuba built a modern new port. But all of these investments had a common thread behind them, the presence of disgraced Brazilian construction giant, Odebrecht. So, this company was founded in Brazil in the 1940s. And it was voted one of the best companies to work for in Brazil. But in 2015, the arrest of its CEO, named Marcelo Odebrecht, shattered the firm's images. Initially, he denied all accusations of corrupt links with politicians, but two years later, a plea bargain deal saw him come forward with allegations that are still rocking Latin American politics to this day. The country and its circumstances changed, but the underlying scandal repeats itself all over South America. Basically, the construction firm would offer bribes to politicians in power in exchange for exclusive multi-billion dollar infrastructure projects. So these bribes were paid to officials for either personal gain or to boost up party finances. And he is facing a 31-year prison term, but it has been reduced to 10 years. And it may drop further because the end of 2017, uh, he has been serving house arrest instead of in jail. So yeah, this is, uh, they're implicating, he's implicating like every head of state in in South America. How crazy. And you guys didn't fucking hear about any of this, did you? No, you didn't hear about any of this on stupid CNN, did you? You guys are so, you have no idea. You guys are so much more informed than like 98% of the American people. You understand that? And I'm not saying this because I'm some genius. I don't know, I don't know dick, okay? I'm learning along with all of you. Which is why, part of the reason I enjoy doing the podcast, because I don't know a lot of this stuff. I, n- I had never heard of Odebrecht before this week. So I'm no better. I'm learning along with you. We're learning it together. An Israeli flight attendant is in a coma after contracting measles following a trip to New York. Again, as health authorities blame anti-vax parents for reintroducing serious viral infection. Uh, she's a female. LL Al Airlines... 43 years old she's been in a coma for 10 days dude guys there's no Way I'm getting on a plane right now I'm not gonna do it We have too many crazies Vaccinate that's it Um A a couple Of dude this Story this did you hear There's this mom in California 41 years old she Banged both of her daughters Boyfriends And her daughters are teenagers the, the boyfriends were 14 and 15, and Corey Little, 41 years old, not bad looking, she banged both of them after plying them with booze and cigars. Now, she was initially charged with 21 felony sex counts, but a judge said he did not believe the indicated sentence was appropriate, so she is not going to jail. Now, think about it. I don't... I, you I My stance on this is well known. It's not the same thing as if, if it's a dude raping 14-year-old girls. It just isn't. And clearly, the judge thinks that too. But I will tell you, if a guy, a 41-year-old guy, was banging two of his son's girlfriends, 14 and 15, that dude would fucking be looking at 20 years. So figure it out or let's be honest about it or something because uh you guys know that is true and uh, i know it's true oh my firefighters you guys you guys are going to learn about the hazing a new jersey firefighter had his genitals burned by an exploding toilet seat prank (laughs) but according to state law it's all part of the job description an appeal an appellate court ruled this month this guy was on duty, Raymond Johns, on the firehouse in 2015 when he sat on a toilet and heard an explosion. He then noticed blood gushing into a blood blister on his scrotum. He was went to the hospital, was treated, and uh, for a second-degree burn and bruising. The explosion was from a bang-snap firework that Linden firefighters apparently like to leave around the firehouse. I guess Linden is a suburb of New Jersey somewhere. So Johns sues a guy named Thomas Wengert, the firefighter who had apologized him for leaving the firework. Although later, Wengarter denied that he had left one on the toilet. Okay, well, either did or didn't. So then Wengert, he sues the city for allowing a high degree of pranking among firefighters. <laughs> it's your fault that I'm a prankster asshole, is what he said. Uh, so a superior court judge in 2017 did dismiss that lawsuit but uh yeah the court did say that the law makes an allowance for horseplay and skylarking whatever that means meaning that if a worker is injured by a prank on the job that injury is considered having taken place in the court course of the employment and the injured worker is allowed to collect benefits. This means that Johns, the original victim, cannot sue the fire department. Oh, my God. You guys, what are you doing? You're grown men, okay? Stop. Uh, And many of you sent me these two quickly back to back. Uh, one, you guys know I'm always going on about fucking our survival mechanisms are eroding. Yeah. Well, one case, I have two stories A college student studying environmental science Fell about 100 feet to her death While hiking on a class trip to the Ozarks A uh, very pretty young lady, Andrea Norton, 20 years old Was in the Ozarks National Forest as part of a class activity She repositioned herself for a photo And then fell from this rock And I'm looking at it, It's it's like a Rock outcropping that's kind of jutting in the space, so you can like fall and fall a while. She fell apparently a 100 feet. Yep, she fucking tried to get that selfie, and she was not the only one. A 22 year old student fell 40 feet from Fordham University's clock tower last week, and apparently, this is kind of a tradition at Fordham University to get a picture uh, with this clock tower and they said that this girl named god the daily mail you're killing me with this article Sydney Monfries went to the clock tower around 3am on Sunday and they do believe yes she was trying to get the perfect selfie and sadly passed away you guys are going to learn one of these days one of these days you'll learn Uh, A Camp Pendleton Marine has sadly died after a training accident. He was identified uh, Staff Sergeant Joshua Brasa, 29 years old. He was a critical skills operator or a MARSOC operator with the 1st Marine Raider Battalion. This was at Camp Pendleton here in San Diego, and he was one of three members involved in a tactical vehicle accident, which occurred during a training exercise on the base last week. He was traveling in an M- MRZR tactical vehicle that's like the little Razors, right? And he experienced a rollover and he died. Yeah, those things are no joke. Those little Razors, if I'm thinking of the right thing, those things can haul ass. And yeah, if you're like, if you land just right on your head or get ejected from it, you're sure you could die. For real. Too bad, man. Training accidents, a deadly business. Very deadly business. I told you guys earlier I had a really bad baby story. All right, well, strap in for this one. A San Antonio was man, a man was sentenced on Wednesday to 30 years in federal prison for producing child pornography by sexually abusing a 16-month-old infant girl. The district attorney said, I'm sorry, the judge, district judge David Ezra said, quote, Words escape me. The crime here was unimaginably horrific. Jesus. He admitted, this Garcia guy, on multiple occasions in 2016, he chose a 16-month-year-old female who was unable to communicate her trauma and sexually assaulted her while recording the abuse on videos and pictures. Uh, They don't... They don't have, like, I'm assuming it's some kind of relationship. Like, how else would a guy have access to a 16-month-old girl, right? It, but it, do, it does not say. Uh, your transgender update. The United States Naval Academy follow President Donald Trump's new policy regarding transgenders in the military beginning with the 2020 school year and will not accept any more students unless they have a doctor's note. Yes, the updated policy would make someone who is transgender identify by the gender that they were given at birth unless they have a doctor's note. Okay, so this there's even a waiver for this. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, midshipman Regan Kibby is currently enrolled in the academy as one of six service members suing the Trump administration over the transgender ban, which is not a ban as I've gone over fucking many details. I'm not even going to keep going through it. What else? No, I'm trying to get... Guys, I still have a ton of tabs open here. Okay, (laughs) I got to get to this one. You news junkies, you probably won't even get this one. Who is Brian Banks? Remember that name? And I covered this a long time ago. Brian Banks is the guy. He was an aspiring NFL player whose career was sidelined after he was wrongfully accused of rape. You remember that? And he was in jail for like a long time, and they finally... Uh, the the chick finally claimed she she copped to the whole thing about making it up, and he was released. He was all over talk shows and everything. Yeah, you guys remember that one now? Well, he's being sued by a woman who claims she was hired to clean his apartment, but instead he masturbated in front of her. Oh, Brian. Oh, no. According to court documents obtained by the website The Blast, a woman claims Banks contacted her on February 12th of last year in response to her advertisement for house cleaning services. She says he booked her for the following day. Once she arrived, she claims he locked his dog in the upstairs bedroom so that she could clean his apartment in peace. She claims that during the course of her cleaning, Banks, quote, sat on the couch, took his penis out of his pants, and began masturbating in front of her and stated, don't mind me, just continue cleaning, end quote. She... She says she was fearful for her safety because he's 6'3", 250. Again, aspiring NFL player. And she says she tried to ignore him, but then claims he turned his laptop towards her to show that he was watching pornography and asked her to, quote, help him masturbate, end quote. Fear for her her life. She said she agreed to sit next to him on a couch. Uh, She did not agree. She refused to help him masturbate and said she wanted to leave. And it, look, you don't have to pay me. In response, she claims defendant astonishingly asked to pay plaintiff for sex. <laughs> she, so, so he says that she owes him money for the sex, and she declined, and uh, walked with a walked with him to a public ATM where he paid her for the house cleaning. She's being sued for ten million dollars in damages. He is being sued. Sorry. Oh man, Brian, come on, bro. Ay, ay ay A man was caught touching his genitals at one of those <laughs> one of those uh the what do you call them? trampoline parks? What what why was this headline deleted? Oh, I'm sorry you guys. So I had this tab up earlier, but they deleted it from the San Francisco Chronicle. They said a guy was maybe Maybe they let him go with no charge. But the the original headline was man was arrested because he was at one of those, you know, the the trampoline parks. And uh, employees noticed a man touching his genitals multiple times, chased him out, and he was arrested by cops. But now that I pulled the story, it says the URL you have requested was not found. So maybe he was innocent. And they deleted the story. Not sure. A lot of you guys sent me the poop map from San Francisco. Yep, I, I'm, I'm well aware of it. Um. The map shows all the locations where human waste has been reported on San Francisco streets in the last eight years. In eight years, there have been more than 118,000 reported instances of human feces. Now, those are just reports. I've seen feces on the sidewalk. Okay, I'm assuming they're by dogs. Never once have I called anyone. So think if it's 118,000 reported, and we're multiplying that by 10, right, for actual number. That includes an all-time high of more than 28,000 cases of feces last year. The top 10 neighborhoods, if you know San Fran, uh, number one was the Tenderloin District, and then it was south of Market, Mission, Civic Center, and then Mission Dolores. So, avoid the Tenderloin District, for sure. ay yi what else uh yeah another one you guys sent me a man who repeatedly cut and masturbated into women's hair has been banned from public transportation in portland oregon the first time ever the sjw's in portland have issued a lifetime ban. this guy spent years cutting gluing and masturbating into women's hair jared walter 32 been in and out of jail for years in connection with his offenses against women The registered sex offender has become known as the TriMet Barber. So yes, he was officially banned uh, from that. He is done. Uh, We had a guy, I could not find the unedited version of this clip, but another guy, we had another one of these. A guy was caught berating a cell phone store employee in Houston on Monday. Uh, He was cited for public intoxication and disorderly contact after his racist rant at this cell phone store. Let's hear how this goes name is that? what is your actual real name mohammed. mo what mohammed, mohammed. Arabs.
2: all right you know what
0: you know what i really don't has to say i really don't get that i've been killing their six months okay. almost two actually Super nice. two years six months on the last country i was in
2: because
0: okay. people like this are the reason our country's going what it's going to. Mm. Because I've been killing his kind for longer than you've probably been alive.
2: I'm older than you
0: do. How old do you think you are? How old do you how, think how I am? How old do
2: I think I am? <laughs> I'm 55 years old.
0: That's cute. Okay. His kind, I've been killing for almost 20 years. Yeah, I want to see I've a DD-214. i different continents. Yeah, I want to see that. That's the reason he brought his uncle to come handle.
2: Well, you I interrupted... Really don't give you- We were were little in Arab Who
1: actually doesn't belong here.
2: We were in line first. We were actually trying to get service. Oh, sweetie, you're fine. I
1: thought
0: you worked here. Uh, okay. And I
2: called the police. That's fine. Yeah. All right,
0: so there he goes out there. So, yes, he was upset that the, uh, the Muhammad kid, I don't, for whatever reason. Yeah, I want to, I want to see some fucking proof. Oh, you've been killing Arabs for the last 20 years? Yeah, Okay. Well, guys, I- I'm gonna go ahead and say it publicly. I'm gonna lay a hundred bucks that this dude was never even in the military. Okay. Uh, and I'll double down. Okay, if I lose that bet, I'll double down and say two hundred bucks that he was never in a combat MOS. How about that? Okay guys i can't get enough of the sex teachers why all these chicks they're all they're doing is banging these women listen to this one another one a former teacher at an elite california private school has pled no contest to having unlawful sex with a student in 2017 this is an educated woman dr amy palmatessa 47 years old she's been sentenced to three years in prison she taught science at the Brentwood School, a K-12 school in Los Angeles with tuition up to 40,000 a year. This is an elite school. Uh, a 16-year-old student came forward and knocked her out. He alleged that he had engaged in sex several times <laughs> and she was arrested. She was arrested on August eighteenth, 2017 and they're just now sentencing her. God, our justice system is stupid. Uh, the sex acts allegedly occurred on campus at an upscale hotel and at both of their homes. And she, again, is not unattractive. So, dude, these chicks are wild, man. They really are wild. Um, I, I just want to make sure I absolutely get, because I'm running out of time here. Uh, I want to make sure I get uh, all the really good ones. A Florida man was arrested uh, after making racist threats against Cory Booker and Rashida Tlaib. Yeah, he left threatening phone messages laced with racial slurs. And he, oh, this is funny. So in a voicemail message to the offices of Rashida Talib, she's the Muslim chick from Michigan, he begins with, hey, Taliban. <laughs> and he said, tell your Taliban friend to keep quiet about the September 11th attacks. And he was referring to Ilhan Omar. That's funny. Yeah, they're gonna come after you, you guys I'm telling you I don't have a lot of sympathy for You know, like, you know Because now o- Omar's sitting there cry-facing About, oh, I'm in danger It's like, shut up, dude You know, if you can't handle the heat Stay out of the kitchen What, you don't think you have lunatics Fucking saying they want to murder Trump constantly? Constantly I keep telling you guys Like, immigrants love Trump And people outside the U.S. They really do uh, And did you see this one guy? He was an immigrant A legal immigrant, by the way African immigrant named Atsu Nabal He was wearing his Make America Great Again hat And he was out walking in his neighborhood In Germantown, Maryland And two men approached and demanded he take off the hat Well, he didn't And they started beating the shit out of him So now Javon Crawford and Scott Robertson 27 and 25 respectively are uh, They're looking at prison time He is a U.S. citizen, Nabal This gentleman's name is uh, uh, Atsu Nabal He's a U.S. citizen who emigrated from Togo in 2007. And uh, he likes Trump. So? I know. The media would have you believe that all immigrants hate Trump. It's not true. The illegal ones hate him, that's for sure. Uh, What else? Gas prices in San Diego continue to soar. Yeah, they're so concerned about Trump's tax cuts, right? But they don't say shit about You know San Diego's now over 4 bucks a gallon again? And we're supposed to have plenty of oil. What the hell? I'm just going through headlines quickly, you guys. Uh, UK porn restrictions are going to in, into place. Yep. After July 15th, all internet users will be forced to prove themselves to be over 18 or be entirely blocked from seeing adult content. <laughs> so you got to prove your bona fides. Bona fides. Too funny. Uh, they busted a Maryland prison smuggling ring of prison guards and inmates they were peddling heroin cell phones and pornography floated flash drives in exchange for sex and payments via paypal they arrested 19 people including three prison guards this pushes to nearly 200 the number of guards inmates and civilian accomplices indicted in prison corruption cases across maryland in the last four years yeah is there anything more corrupt than the prison no uh, that girl, Saul Pais, was the one who was fascinated with Columbine, and uh, she ended up killing herself. You guys tracked that story. Uh, you know, she's just a she's a mental case. That's it. Um, a woman died of an apparent suicide at Arlington National Cemetery. Very sad story. That's horrible. Do they have any detail? They did not. They did not provide information. I wonder if this was somebody who lost a loved one is the first thing that comes to mind is somebody lost somebody and uh, they couldn't take it anymore. Uh, A man did sue his parents for $86,000 after they got rid of his large box of pornography. (laughs) There you go, Michigan, the Florida of the North. Yeah, he reportedly moved into his parents' house while going through a divorce and he brought with him his porn collection worth an estimated $29,000. Yeah, right. Well, they threw it out. And apparently this guy is not aware that the internet has literally a trillion hours of pornography that you can access from your iPhone 24-7. So, uh, Israeli scientists have created the world's first 3D printed heart using human cells. Extraordinary pictures. They have this little tiny heart with like little tiny veins. It's amazing. Now, it does not beat so far and is too small for use in people. It's only about the size of a rabbit's heart, but the little organ is considered a big advance in the ongoing effort to find new treatments for heart disease. Obviously, heart transplantation is the best option, but as I've covered in the past, donor organs are in short supply, so they're hoping this kind of can help. A Marine Corps commander was relieved for his inappropriate text messages to enlisted troops. This idiot again. Major William Hernandez sent text messages, including some that were sexual in nature, from his government phone to three enlisted Marines, including one who was married. He was convicted in a (laughs) court-martial. He got 18, uh, 18 months confinement. How about that one? Yep, he had... Anything about the text messages? Okay, they had a series of texts with sexual innuendo between Hernandez and an unidentified person that ended in the person performing oral sex in his office at the end of the workday and then they continued to text about more sexual acts they can perform at a later time. Oh, and another find <laughs> this guy was this guy sounds like an addict because another finding they had was they found that Hernandez had texted with approximately 20 escorts in the Dallas-Fort Worth area inquiring about prices, availability, and services they provide <laughs> on this government <laughs> On his government phone. Oh, that's too funny. <sighs> what else? Um, millennials are fueling the plastic surgery boom of Brazilian butt lifts. Yep, and they think they're blaming it on Instagram. Of course. The hottest growing segment is taking is butt augmentation, using unwanted fat from an area like the stomach and adding it to the backside. That surged 19 percent. With 24,099 procedures in 2018, according to American Society of Plastic Surgeons. Okay, well, I mean, you could just, you could just go to the gym, I guess, but nobody wants to hear that. Uh, the Yankees have dumped singer Kate Smith's "God Bless America" from their rotation. Uh, apparently, that's a tradition in the Bronx because it turns out she sang racist songs many years ago. For 18 years, they regularly used Kate Smith's 1939 recording of God Bless America in the middle of the seventh inning, seventh inning stretch. But they ditched it because she recorded a few offensive-sounding songs, including one jingle called "Pickaninny Heaven, (laughs) which she directed at, quote, colored children who should fantasize about an amazing place with great big watermelons, end quote. And she also recorded a song called quote That's Why Darkies Were Born, which included the lyrics, someone had to pick the cotton, that's why Darkies Were Born. End quote. Okay, well, <laughs> that is that is not woke. Okay. Far from woke. All right, and guys, I'm gonna go. God, I have I have like eight different sexting stories, and I'm not gonna get to do any of them. Um uh, so, I'm just going to go. I, I can't, sorry, guys. I'm running out of time. I, and I have also, I have like six different stories about people in leadership positions of children, like softball coach, swimming coach, everything else. And um, they are all being arrested for uh, sexual exploitation. But I don't have time, so I'm going right to the big finish. And here it is. Here's the, <laughs> here it is headline. Husband and wife lure day laborer they met outside Home Depot to their home and force him to have sex with female suspect as, at gunpoint as part of their sexual fantasy scenario. Are right, you got all that? Here's what they did. Brenda Acuna Aguero and Jorge Valenzuela have both been charged with a sexual assault, aggravated assault, and unlawful recording of a person. So, this Arizona couple was at Home Depot, right? You know, you guys have been to the Home Depot. You always see the illegals hanging outside, waiting to work, right? They picked this guy up outside the Home Depot in Phoenix, and the the chick did. And she said, look, I want to pay you to help my husband move items into my house. The guy's like, okay. So, the victim told investigators that after they arrived at the couple's home, the chick began to talk sexually to him and revealed it was her fantasy to have sex with a laborer. (laughs) Oh, She told the victim she wanted to have sex. When he realized she was being serious, the laborer told her, I do not want to have sex with you. That's when the homeboy walks in, Valenzuela, with a rifle, places the gun on the victim's chest, and says, you're going to have sex with my wife or I'm going to shoot you. So... The victim then did have sex with the wife at gunpoint while Valenzuela took pictures of them with his cell phone. He told investigators that Valenzuela also directed him. Uh, he wanted him to move into different sexual positions. How about that? Following the sex, I guess he finished. Bro, that's fucking rising to the occasion, literally. You can't, fi- could you guys fucking bang at gunpoint? this is not a hot woman by the way this is not this is a very unattractive harsh large woman could you guys bang at gunpoint following the sex the victim alleges that uh they forced him to show them his wife's number in his phone and call her in front of them to confirm it was her and then they allegedly forced him to hand over his mexican visa and driver's license uh, they said that they would return his documents after he returned to their home next day telling him that they would get him Viagra. Okay, well maybe he maybe he did maybe he was not able to perform. And they said, "Look, if you don't come back, we're going to send these photos of you having sex with the wife." And then they drove him back to the Home Depot. <laughs> this goes on and, and then this goes on and on. Uh And, uh, oh, the wife said, uh, and the the dude admitted to police that he and his wife had done this approximately four other times with other random day laborer men. Guys, that's it. There goes the iPad. Oh, I'm spent. Uh, That's going to do it for me. Once again, you guys, two and a half hours straight through. Nobody freaking does this. I don't know what more you need to know. That's going to do it for me. Please uh, hit up the Patreon at BKActual at Patreon.com, you guys. That's what motivates me to get the podcast done. You guys making a pledge, pay for expenses and whatnot, and uh, keep me going. So I really want to appreciate all my great Patreon uh, patrons. Couldn't do it without any of you. That is going to do it for me, guys. I'm going to get out of here and uh, hit the beach. And as always, I will see you next week. I
1: smoke two joints in time of peace and two in time of war. I smoke two, two
2: joints, joints before I smoke two, two joints. Two, and then I smoke two more.